Honestly, Jane, I don't think anyone's going to agree with you about this. Welcome to the Sunday Movie Marathon. Uh, what's my name? I forgot. I'm, I'm Water Bear today. It says it on my mug. I'm Chris. I'm American Pie. I can always <laughs> count on my mug to tell me what my name is. Yeah. Um, I've got my initials on my mug. Yeah, mine just says D, but that's pretty much what people call me anyway, so... It's my name, I guess. Max has the old one out. Um, water bear, thank you. <laughs> yes. Well, that's a, a bit of a stupid thing to say, though, isn't it, Chris? Because Max has come here to our home, where obviously we would have things for And I was be like going over to Max's and being like, oh, look, there's this mug here that has an M on it. <laughs> yeah, you don't treat me in quite the way I would like to be treated here with, you know, my own mug and everything of the sort since I come here all the time. That is true. H has their own mug, but Max doesn't. That, actually, that is actually a crime. You're yeah, kidding me. You're right. Yeah, it's true. That's insane. Well, yeah, you are. By the uh, next episode, I expect my own mug. <laughs> Do you know what? I think we should get you your own mug. I think it's only fair. How have we been? Oh, ah, shit. I just the knocked demise. the American Pie <laughs> DVD box set off. The quadrilogy. The, well, it's not. It's a trilogy. The quadrilogy, yes. <laughs> Four, what does it say? Four hilarious pieces of... Shit. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's covered with a sticker. Pie. That's what it says. Four hilarious um, pieces of pie. Yeah. And we'll be talking about those three hilarious pieces of pie um, later on. Just put that back up there for £1.50. <laughs> uh, how have we all been? Same as ever. Yeah, we ask this question every week and it's always, uh, yeah, still I living. I feel like it's going it longer on. than a week, though. Uh, yeah, it feels it like does. it, but it's not. Well, that's annoying. Uh, or is it great that time just feels like it's going a bit, a bit slower? I don't know. I don't know how you want me to answer this one. Yeah, it depends on your opinion of time. Well, time is obviously... I have a lot of opinions you know. on time, man. Um, none that I've cared to go into right now, though. Yeah, I'd, we don't need to open up this, like, Pandora's box. I booked a lot of gigs recently. Bear. A lot of money. Yeah. A lot of... Well, I say a lot. It's not really a lot. Like two. Two gigs. Not much money. Victorious again. Figured I might as well. So technically three, actually. Good three. Yeah, yeah. she got Lorna Shaw. Lorna Shaw and oh, yeah. Ellie Goulding. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Southampton, which is crazy. Chris just found out. He was like, mm. oh, fuck. She's playing in Southampton. You like her? And I'm like, I do like her. <laughs> £12 a ticket. That's insane. She sells out arenas. Fucked up. And you'll get to see her again in August. Yeah. That was August, great year. Nice. It's going to be a great year. <laughs> like great music and gigs. Can't wait. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. That Lorna Shaw ticket was like double the price of the early golden yeah. one. It was wild. But I guess that's just the way it goes mm. sometimes. And that's it, I suppose. Probably going on holiday soon. Yeah. Or um, in the summer months. When it warms up a bit. Fucking hell, I'm tired of the cold, really. I thought it was well hot today. It was quite, yeah, it was quite warm. It was warm yesterday. Me and Darcy went for a walk along the beach and it was really hot. You were like, you know, you know, you get accustomed to like wearing about 16 different jackets and layers and stuff. And we were just like, fucking hell, it's actually like really hot. And I felt that today as well, <laughs> to be fair. Yeah, but then Chris was like, oh, it's really warm actually yesterday. And I was like, 
Oh, okay. He was like, I wore my coat and that was a mistake. So I, I went on my break and I went outside and didn't wear a jumper and I was like, this was a mistake. <laughs> it was still cold. <laughs> Maybe it's just where we were. Right on the fringes at the beach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'd think it'd be colder. It'd be warmer over there, yeah, surely. Well, it's, it's, it's a bit weird, actually, because it was like... Well, it might be. Yeah, it was... The sun's, like, right there. You're or it might Yeah, it was sun. literally, like, You could have cooled down as well by the time we got back. It's true. This is all through. Maybe, yeah. Winter's oh, almost yeah. over. Spring on the horizon. We've got oh, some yeah. movies to talk about. We saw some new movies. We saw some old movies. We're going to talk about the new yeah. movies first. Um, don't know uh, which one you want to start with, I guess, possibly. One we've with... watched the... First? Yeah. First? The... Uh, not a knock at the cabin. I think it was yeah. that one. New M Night Shyamalan <laughs> movie, Knock at the Cabin. M mm. Night is back after his um critically acclaimed movie Old um to steal the show again. Mm. Yeah, uh, with Which a movie followed up his critically acclaimed movie Glass. Yeah, he's just following up um again and again. <laughs> he keeps making movies, and he's one of the ones who just keeps going. Um, mm. one of the great directors of our time. Um, Old sucked. Um, so did Glass. I didn't see it. Glass wasn't that bad. Glass was awful. It was but one again, of the worst movies he ever done. I think Glass was one of those movies that I didn't really know a lot about M. Night at the time. So I just went in watching it and I was like, oh, this is fine. There were like some like really, really fucking hilarious bits in it that I don't think were meant to no, be funny. Not. It was a bad sequel to two good movies. Maybe, maybe mm. that's why as well, because I watched them in the wrong order. I also haven't seen Split, so that doesn't help, does it? Split was good, man. No, no, I fucked it up. I watched Glass first, and then I saw Unbreakable. That one, my and I still haven't seen movies. Split. I know. Yeah, I only saw Unbreakable once, but I like that one. I think. Yeah, it was quite cool actually. Split, I remember being good, and I never saw Glass because I heard it was terrible and nobody liked it. I don't know. I didn't mind it, but I don't know any better. Like back then, I was just watching it for everyone else at work wanted to go and see it, so I was like, okay. I didn't even think it was a uh, like a. I didn't think it was part of a trilogy or anything. I just kind of went in and went, oh, that looks like that guy from Split that I've never seen. <laughs> yeah, that one. It. So knock at the cabin. Mm. Um, what's it about? There are a cabin and You're suddenly right. there's a knock. And they got to find out who's at the cabin. And then Dave Batista comes in and he's like, you have been chosen to these um, husbands and their daughter. Yeah, Ron Weasley's there as well. And Ron shows up. <laughs> and they just sort of they they have a, a pretty fun time, sort of back and forth. Uh, people dying, man. Mm. Um, what do we fun. think about it? What do we think about Ron? <laughs> I like. He's it. not in it that much. Um, <laughs> no, he's not. I thought he was pretty good though. But then, I like, like Ron. you know, he's a good actor anyway. And like, well, no, not yeah, not Ron because he's mm. obviously not Ron for you. <laughs> I think the only other thing I've seen, apart from Harry Potter, that he's been in was Thunderpants. Oh, yeah. I don't know if either of you remember that movie. I that do. Classic. Just, just the, I don't the, remember it clearly. You know, the one who farts all the time, innit? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I... S- he's not really been in like loads of mainstream stuff, I don't think. No. Since no. the old Harry Potter. I'm pretty sure I've seen him in like... I want to say he was in that film about like the woman who lived in a caravan or something, but... um. Other than that, yeah, no, I haven't seen him in much at all, actually. He was like the only one of those main three who like didn't really go into the public sort of zeitgeist a bit. Yeah. Like, even though Daniel Radcliffe did a lot of like indie stuff, 
people still knew about what he was doing. Yeah. Like Swiss Army Men, the Weird Al type of movie um, that he he was all about. Um, and he did some... You guys see Horns? No, I've no. heard of it though, yeah. That's a fun one. <laughs> <laughs> I just wonder whether... I feel I get the sense that he likes acting, but he doesn't like to do it that much. Does that make sense? Yeah. Hey, Rupert Grant, maybe. Yeah, because like know. I think he's been in like TV. I think he did um, yeah. that M Night Show, The Servant, uh, that was on Apple. Yeah, I've totally oh, good about that. the second someone says it's on Apple TV, I'm like, all oh, right, that's why I don't know what. It yeah, is. I didn't watch it. I just, yeah. I'm pretty sure he was in it. Um, but yeah, he's in this. I think mm. he does a pretty good job. Um, so this is all we're going to talk about is just Rupert Grint's performance. Um, I just wish he was in or, it more, but I understand, mm-hmm. you know, in um, working with a progressive plot, um, he couldn't have been in it for all that long. But <laughs> I was I like surprised it. how, I mean, okay, so spoiler alert for Knock at the Cabin, I guess base level thoughts, first of all, I thought it was actually good and like yeah. the best M. Night movie since Split. I had a really good time with it. Yeah. I so see, I can't even say base level now because the other day Chris was just reading some sort of like article about um you know it's based on a book you know what M Night likes to do he likes mm-hmm. to base his stuff on books um and the ending to the book is so much better than the movie that I was actually yeah. pissed off more knowing Ooh. that now <laughs> the book does have a far better ending yeah <laughs> I I think it should have if it ended how it did in the book I think I would have loved this movie interesting but it didn't and therefore it was fine yeah I mean not knowing what the ending of the book was I was still happy with what happened maybe yeah. See, I was. Do you know what I was? I was kind of. I think. I think I went out of it, and I think I just like. I didn't. Um, I didn't process it enough, and I was like, actually, it wasn't that bad in hindsight. To be honest, it wasn't that bad. All right, but then, like, so slight spoilers then for Knock at the Cabin. What happens hmm. in the book? What happens in the book? So they get to. So you know um, where? Uh, so uh, Dave Batista does his thing where he dies, right? Dave Batista dies. Yes. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm looking at Chris now because I can't I can't remember if I'm going to say this correctly. But what was supposed to happen was that they ended up killing the little no no the little girl dies. Yeah, they but acc- they don't kill her. She dies by accident. Yeah, I think um, Dave Batista accidentally or his character accidentally shoots her. So so she dies, and because she wasn't a sacrifice, the 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 deal's obviously not met. So they then um, try and decide, but they can't come to a conclusion. So they take the little girl and they're just like in in the car or whatever. And I think one of the others actually ends up dying. And then they don't know whether the apocalypse ever finished or Mm. if it carried on. But I can't remember if that's for Biden. Yeah, happens, something like that. Something it seems like they never actually confirm or deny whether what the guys were saying actually is real or not? But yeah, I, just I would have been better. Yeah, I, I would have preferred that. But like, I guess it's probably not M Night's um, style to kill off small children. She was really cute, by the way. Like, it's also not M Night's style to sort of leave things ambiguous. He no, likes he, his yeah. twist at the end. <laughs> yeah. So I'm always thinking, when's that twist gonna happen, M Night? Mm. Um, I don't think this one had a twist though. No, it didn't. No, this no. The, I f- I feel like the twist was like the obvious guess. It was like. 
those were the four horsemen of the apocalypse. It was like, yeah, it was so fucking obvious what it was. I don't, I don't think know. that's a twist. That's just like no, the that's what that, no. Movie. I mean, like, it, but if I was going to pretend that it had a twist, that's mm. what I feel like that oh, twist they was were a metaphor. Yeah, but like it was so obvious Whoa. what it was. Whoa, these four people have come and they've told us the world's ending as if it wasn't really obvious. I think what I like the most about the movie <laughs> is it just kind of, it's not trying to be like that. It's not filled yeah. with twists. It's not like trying to take loads of like shocking turns or anything. It just feels like mm. a very straightforward thriller. It's yeah. kind of like, I think M. Night really plays to his strengths and just kind of does what he does best when do you it comes think that's to making the just a was? fun thriller movie. M. Night finally going, do you know what? I'm going to play out a character here and not do a twist in my movie. It doesn't feel <laughs> like as like, egotistical some of his other movies can feel where he like tries to cram it through with all of this like crazy stuff going on. Mm. It just feels very like just basic and I think it works in its favour. It's pretty contained. I like, like he was just trying to like direct actors to yeah. like, get some good performances out of yeah. them. Which you isn't Dave a Batista problem, doing, like, really, really well in this. He was fun, but not, not fun in the way that you think fun is. I just thought he was... I don't know, I just wanted to like give him a hug, and I was like, well, he's am like I supposed to? He's like a big, muscly guy, and you're sort of equated yeah. to, like, oh, he's one of those guardians of the galaxy, or, like, when you hire Dave Batista, he's, like, a huge guy. Because he you was know, a wrestler, right? Yeah, because he was a wrestler. <laughs> yeah. He's, like, in the same sort of group as, like, The Rock, but the difference mm. being Dave Batista's good. And the rock is not, <laughs> and, you know, and he can actually do. He has some range, so when he's yeah, not he doing like punching people, or he's like in a James Bond movie and like slicing people's throats or whatever, um, he can do these other performances. And this one's a really sort of stripped back type of one because he's not like storming around and screaming or whatever. It's a lot more laid back, and he's like, yeah, I don't really want to have to do this, guys. Like, it kind of sucks, but. I'm going to do it anyway, because otherwise the world will end. I think the thing with him mm. is he likes playing characters. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. must do. Which uh, which probably would actually kind of back up uh, Max's point there, because anything I've ever seen The Rock in, hasn't he always played like the same he is just character? himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But is that actually him or is it, you know what I mean? Like It's like, wow, that I, I've seen that uh, character in this movie, that movie. The yeah. other movie, like he only look, ever does like one type of movie, right? Yeah, look, it's The Rock, but with Dave Bautista, you know, he's playing somebody else. Yeah, you like know? you wouldn't go. Oh, I mean, you would go. Oh, that's Dave Bautista, but you wouldn't yeah. go. Ah, oh, that's. He's Dave got a Bautista. good voice for it, I think, as well for like those <laughs> more subtle roles, like in yeah. this or like in uh, Twenty Forty Nine. Um, we kind of it's quite soft, but like dark in tone, and yeah. I think he does play that very well. It's like. There's a subtlety to it. It's like heavy, but it's also like you're not scared. Yeah, that's why it's one of my favourite characters in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Because like when you meet him in the first one, he is like this big, like tough, like guy who's there to kill this bad guy to get revenge. And as the movies go on, he definitely softens up quite a lot, and you like, yeah, you get through that tough exterior. Yeah, he gives mm-hmm. me, he gives me the vibe that he's like a proper softy, like in real life, not just in this movie, but like. Seems like a nice guy. Mm. Yeah. Who else is in this? I don't. There's a lot of like people I, I didn't really know in this, but I thought that worked in the movie's favor. Really. Yeah. There's nothing when, when you're like bombarded with a bunch of people, especially like when they're David famous. And, yeah. and Ron Weasley. <laughs> yeah, That's okay. what you see, though, isn't okay, it? It's fucking uh, Drax and Ronald Weasley. 
Um, they, that didn't take me out of it though, because they were playing different characters, and yeah. Rupert Grint was putting on like a an accent, uh, an American accent, so he mm. kind of differentiated himself from the other other roles he played in that way. Um, I and although he didn't like show up for all that much of it, I do think he put on a good performance. Um, and it's kind of weird, like it's kind of like fucked up what happens in the movie. I think, and it's like, oh man, you kind of don't want these people to die, really, or you want more character from them as well before they die at least and you want to like yeah. squeeze that so I think yeah. the, the fact that his character was very loud and um, rude you kind of got a lot of what he was about from the short amount of time that he was in the movie and that was basically it I mean, I maybe feel if like he'd have been in the movie a bit more it probably would have annoyed me perhaps because he was very maybe. boisterous I felt like it was kind of warranted though like if you think about why they're there and like how frustrating it must be to be like, do you know what? These people are going to be the reason that I die. <laughs> I mm. think I'd be pretty pissed off as well. I don't know, but um, but got, then it, yeah, it's, got, it's like, impossible, isn't it? Really, if you think about it, there's no winners in, in a situation like this. I don't know what kind of fucked up mind created this story in the first place, but like, mm. I don't know. You're like the the husband's being like, you guys, you targeted us because we're gay. Um, I don't know a lot about the book. I'm sure there's probably in it a lot. Maybe. Um, but they're like, I think no, that man. is a big part of it. Yeah. They're like, we didn't even know, man. Like, this is just something that happened. Uh. But I, I quite like that they had like grouped themselves together and they're like, yeah, we met on like Craigslist or whatever and we saw an ad and we <laughs> got together on like a barge or whatever. And But it just happened that like the character that Rupert Grimp played was like, he had once targeted this exact couple um, in a bar one time, and they were like, "This is a setup." So, like the whole time, the movie's like trying to dissuade you from the idea that these people are right mm. and that they know what what's happening because they've had visions. <laughs> um, so when they turn the news on, everyone's like, the, "The news is going crazy, and everyone's dying, and there's a tsunami or whatever." And it very convincingly kind of tries to throw you for a loop, yeah, where they're saying like. Well, I don't believe you because you could have just pre-recorded. This is probably pre-recorded. You knew when the schedule was going to be. Um, and all this, like, I'm a lawyer. I know these things. And um, it was kind of trying to play with you like that, I thought. So I kind of wanted more of that as opposed to the ending where it's like, and they were right and everything was true. And oh, man. Oh, you're like a bit of mind fuckery. <laughs> I, I would have wanted a bit more ambiguity about yeah, it. Definitely yeah. same. That's I think that's why the end like the ending would have been better if it had the the like the original ending to play into because I kind of I'm always I'm always ragging on films for not telling me what the whole point of things is but I guess in this instance I, maybe I don't want to know maybe I don't want them to go to a cafe and find out that the apocalypse stopped maybe I don't want that. There's a fine line between like <laughs> having ambiguity in a movie because there's something the audience needs to read into and just not knowing what to do. Yeah. Just not knowing what the point yeah. of it all was. If you need to read into a movie, mm. like something like, I don't know, like Hereditary or whatever, the, the point is, is that they don't tell you everything that's going on in that movie and you have to figure it out for yourself and that's what makes it more interesting to go back and watch. But this one, because everything's fed to you, and you're like, oh, that was that. Okay. I don't need to go back and watch this. No, that no. is true. I don't think you would ever have to watch this film more than once. If yeah, you didn't really need to. it definitely does take out the rewatchability. Mm -hmm. It does. But then I 
I think that's a shame, though, because yeah. it's a good movie. I would quite happily watch it again, but probably not for the reasons that I would want to. Yeah. Oh, well, just because it's a fun yeah, film rather than fun. the fact that I don't know if I would watch it new. again. I feel like I got everything out of it the first oh, time. Yeah, it I was just like a fun like, popcorn flick, and that was kind of about it. Oh, yeah, I definitely wouldn't watch it again out of choice. I don't know if someone was like, I don't know in a scenario when this would ever come up, but I don't know if someone came over one day and said, Wow, I got knock on the cabin in Blu-ray. Let's watch it. I'll be like, oh, I guess. <laughs> if you've I'd already say put- yes, because I'm probably more going back for like the performances. Yeah, they were really good. Yeah. I think on a technical level, it's also a really well-made movie. Yeah. And yeah. like even his worst movies, I think he like he always um, likes to be creative with his camera movements and his camera work. Sometimes th- it works. Yeah, I think it works you really well like, in this. Like old. Where he just like just like swoop the camera around and it like yeah I don't I forget what he was doing with it but it was like really slow or something yeah and, and it old is like some of it is like really creative and cool but most of it is lame whereas yeah. I think in this everything looks really cool and interesting it was like digital panning in that movie or something mm. or yeah. digital zooms maybe he's just, just always like it's, it's kind of gross to look at he's when just it's not noticeable. afraid though is he like that's what I like about him he's not afraid to just go do you know what fuck it let's give it a go. Yeah, that's the thing with him. That's, that's, I, I respect it. I don't think any of his movies he completely plays it safe. <laughs> he can't. He's well, a night show. Well, safe in what way? Because do you think like he's ever at a point where he's like, I want to do this movie and the studio's like, no thanks, M. Night? No, because he has to fund his own movies because yeah, no one will does. hire him. He funds all of his own movies himself. Really? Yeah, God. and that's another thing I respect about him. He's obviously doing it for the, for the love of the craft and I respect that's any... Great. No yeah. matter how I feel about the movie... Because he had that. so many huge flops now, Hollywood won't hire him. Yeah, so, so he, he does fund everything own. himself with his own money. And then that is strange. Yeah, he I does really. It, honestly, he's, like the last decade, I think since the last Airbender, he's done like pretty much every single film has been a big success. So he's making loads of money. Mm. Yeah, you'd and they're think, all very low budget movies as well. So you'd think by now though, someone would go, okay, I think we can let M Night back in back in now because he's made like. Four successful movies. I think it could happen <laughs> at some point, but I don't know if he would want that now. He seems pretty content doing what he's well, doing. He gets the freedom to do what he wants now, yeah, I guess, because exactly. he does whatever the fuck he wants. And he could get anyone he wanted to yeah, if he be pays in his them, movies yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah he's sure, one of those directors. It. I think anyone yeah. would want to work with him. He's like yeah. a big name. I think he'd be. I reckon he'd be quite fun to work with, even if I the film would, is yeah. shit. I reckon he'd be quite fun. He's, he gives me the vibes mm-hmm. that he's a fun guy. He's a fun guy. You know? Popped up in this movie on like an advert for like a... An air, like fryer. A an air fryer. Stop it, that <laughs> yeah, killed the me <laughs> Darcy laughed because like, I think the same day it I bought myself an day. air fryer for like weeks prior, I was like saying about how I wanted to get one and I was really excited to get one. And the first thing he made in it was chicken and this yeah. fucking M. Night's doing this advert on an air fryer about chicken and I just couldn't <laughs> stop laughing. It was so funny to it's me. good chicken to be fair. It was pretty stupid. It, it, I don't think it would have been something that you would have laughed at for like any other reason. Like I was laughing and we were with Connor, weren't we? Yeah. And Connor just looked at me like, what the fuck are you laughing at? And I was <laughs> like, oh, don't worry. <laughs> like, because it wasn't funny. That's the thing. <laughs> I guess I don't know because I'm like out, I'm within the zeitgeist of film and M. Night Shyamalan and what he means and what, what he does. But mm. like, do you think that a lot of people see directed by M. Night Shyamalan and go, 
Oh, I don't, don't think I'll see that then. Or I do they, they go, do. oh, I really want to see that. I uh, think it's a, a mixture of both. Of both. Yeah. 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 I think I think M. Night is a bit like Marmite. I actually think people will either see it and go, that has yeah. to be I seen. I love The Sixth Sense. I love yeah. Unbreakable. I love um, Signs. Signs. Or someone I'm going to go, go see that. Or they go, I fucking hate oh, the, the village. Or the guy who did The Last Airbender <laughs> and The Village and Old. Mm. No, thanks. Yeah. I don't think that's a... I don't think that's a very fair testament, though, is it? Because like, there are a, a, you know there are a couple of directors out there that have made a, a maybe notable miss in their career. I don't know what. I guess because M Night's done more, and he did the most shameful movie yeah. of all time, supposedly. But so oh, he, he has done the yeah. worst movie I've ever seen. It's yeah. not fair. <laughs> one of the worst <laughs> movies. I've I think seen. he's one of the only directors around at the moment who is basically a household name. Like oh, even yeah. if you're not like a hardcore cinephile, you know you his name. You would have heard of him. Mm-hmm. Like we've not really had anyone like that for years. Like Spielberg's the only one I can really think of like that. Probably. Yeah, I, yeah. Especially if you're not an avid movie person, because there's going to be like loads of directors mm-hmm. that you. You won't even yeah. know the name of if that makes sense, but M. Night. I think just Jordan Peele's going up there. Oh yeah, definitely. A lot of people. I think he's one that you like. You slap his name on there, and they'll be like, "I'm going to go see that." Yeah, that is true. Actually, I think that's a. I feel like that's an our generation thing. I feel like perhaps. Yeah, yeah, you're right uh, you there. know what I mean. The new one. Mm, the new one. The new one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bit like a directed. What was it? Directed M. By Night. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I, do you know what? I'll, yeah, t- I'll what tell you. I'll tell you this now, right? I have never been offended so much by a title scene credit than the beginning of Knock at the Cavern. Like I'm actually yeah, not I- even joking when I say this. As a designer, I have never been more offended by a title sequence of letters yeah, in my whole life. The way it was like layered on the screen <laughs> in the so opening, bad. it said directed. M. Night by Shyamalan. And then at it the ending, terrible. it looked like it said, directed M. by Night Shyamalan. <laughs> but, that, but it was like that with everything. So like people's names were coming up and they were all like fucked up looking. And I was like, this is horrible. Wow. I hate this so much. And I'm going to give this one <laughs> seven M. by Night Shyamalans. It was really good. Yeah. Let's... Yeah. I'm, I'm there also. Seven yeah. out of ten. It was a good movie. Um, six and a half M by Night Sham Lamb Lambs out of turn. Nice, I like that. <laughs> I look forward to seeing what he does next. Oh, mm. Every time he makes yeah. a movie, I'm in the cinema, I'm seeing it, I need to be there. To be fair, the second I saw it, and it sounds so bad, but the second I saw the trailer, I went, Actually, I think I would. I think I would. I didn't watch it the trailer. Him, I didn't know anything about this movie. I just knew it was an M Night movie, and I was there. Mm-hmm. I've seen every single one of his films since Split in the Cinema. Actually, yeah, I think I'll that's go a lie to everyone. I think I saw what it what what like what it was, and then it said by M Night Shyamalan. I went, oh fuck, I got to see that because I just for for me, I think it's the um, what is it going to be? I think oh, that's yeah. what most people go it, for, it's right? Like a they go for the box, yeah. Right? What's it going to be? What's M Night going to do this time? You you okay then? Like we got these uh cheese crackers, and Chris looked like he was struggling to get them. These are addictive, by the way. You eat one and you end up eating about sixty of them. Right, great. Everyone go out for the cheese crackers. Yeah, yeah. What's From the name? Wait, hold on. I can Aldi only think of cheese crackers. Do you want one? 
I can sure. only think of one other movie that we saw. What was the third movie we got to talk about? My, my well, brain what is... was the next one? Was it The Whale? The next one uh, is yeah, The Whale. Yeah. It has to be The Whale. Babylon right? was the other one. Babylon oh, was the other one. Oh, okay. Babi Longay. Okay, The Whale. The Wali. Who wants to explain that in rigorous detail? I don't even have my phone, so there is no way I'm talking about any of these movies okay. today. The Whale, directed by <laughs> Darren Aronofsky. <laughs> We've spoken about some of his movies before. Yeah, Did a whole episode about him. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Great director. Just yeah, remembered, he is. yeah. The movie stars Brendan Fraser, who um, he's a teacher. He like does like online lectures. Basically, um, he is a very obese man who, as the film's going on, <laughs> he's basically dying from heart failure. So as he knows, mm-hmm. he's only got a few day, few days, maybe a week left. He wants to reconnect with his estranged daughter, who he's not seen since he came out as gay. I think this was fucked. <laughs> this, this is was a so big oof movie. Out. It was very sad, yeah. It was yeah. very upsetting and depressing. Uh, there was no out to joy, was there? Like, that, like, to be four by three aspect ratio, I think it was. Yeah, might mm. be wrong. What, like a square? Yeah, it was like a square. It was um, a bit, wasn't it? If I were to guess, I would say four by three. Yeah, I think it was that. Um, I didn't know. That was so, an interesting so surprise. I, when they, yeah, that was interesting because I didn't know that was going to happen. Um, so when you, when you see... Uh, Brendan Fraser, and he is as big as he is, takes up the whole frame. I think that maybe that's yeah, maybe that's on purpose. They're like, like that's we what need, they do, yeah. definitely. Um, just makes him look huge, makes him look like, like even bigger than he would, like definitely more rotund than he would if he was in sixteen by nine. Um, so <laughs> yeah, you get that sense of like claustrophobia. I think with with every kind of shot that that he's in, um, he's in this like dingy apartment you can't leave you can't get up you can't do anything it's just a sad sad movie yeah. watching mm. this guy eat himself to death yeah and he does not ever want to get better and no. that's what that's what makes it upsetting to me yeah it's the like, film's very desaturated as well so just like the mood like the look of the film it just adds to that mood it so it's is, just pure depression it is like i was talking to someone about this like the the day after or the day after after we saw it and i was like how do i there is no ounce of joy in this movie, and I wish I could tell you otherwise, but it's a fantastic movie, so please go and see it, but also prepare to be depressed. But yeah. I don't know, if you've ever... I was talking to Chris about this on the way home. If you ever have watched his other movies, I don't think this man has any sense of happiness in his life whatsoever. <laughs> So I don't know what to do. Not in his life, but in his movies, he's the most who? depressing Which, shit. Who? Aronofsky. Oh, right. Yeah. Mm. Sorry, I should have specified that. Yeah, yeah, no, it's absolutely, like, feral. But I don't, I don't really have a problem with he's it. He's probably one of the happiest guys out there. Probably, I, yeah. He's writing, like, children's books, you know? I fucking said this to Chris. I said, these movies are cathartic, right? Because... People like that are able to express that kind of thing through their medium. Therefore, they don't need therapy. Their, yeah, you see what he's doing on the side. Then. He's like nah, making children's books. Is he actually? Yeah, see, like really vibrant children's books. See, this, this, this man must be like so <clears throat> healthy just through his like he's one of the best. ambitions. Whatsoever. You know what he's I mean? He's like, one of the best Yeah, he's ones. one of my favourite directors. This is the first uh, movie I've seen of his in the cinema, so that was a... Yeah, great, same actually. I'm gonna say same because experience. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just gonna say same. No, very interesting. Um, so Brendan Fraser is back. Yeah, back yeah. on the screens. That's a big point about this movie. I think is why people want to go see it. Brendan Fraser's back. 
Aronofsky yeah. is very well known for getting actors and being like, I'm, I'm bringing you back. Did it with like uh, Mickey, Mickey Rourke, Rourke for yeah. the wrestler. Um, and, and he's really good in it. I think he, you know, he's been out of the game for a while, but it's like, God damn, you wouldn't have mm. known it, really. Because he plays no. it so well. Yeah, he, he hasn't stopped acting. It's just mo- pretty much everything he's done has been really tiny indie movies that no one's mm. heard of or what. Oh, right. ah, so this is okay. like his first like movie in years where it's got like a big studio behind it. It's like A2, A24. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it. I think it is. Big director. Do you know what? Fair play to him though, because... And this is going to sound really weird, right? Because I know Brendan Fraser's not exactly like um, a, a, a big guy himself, kind of, but like, obviously not to the degree that he is in the movie, you know what I mean? Let me leave. Anyway, but um, yeah, God, no. like, I can't imagine anyone else playing it. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, I can't think, oh, someone else would have mm-hmm. definitely been better as this guy. I don't even know his name in the movie. That's really bad. Well, Aronofsky's like really great <laughs> at that, though, isn't he? Is this like, what he's doing? He's just like this is the character like, that I want to put on screen, and this is like for you because nobody else could have played it. It's mad. That's mad yeah. to me. Like he must have some like sixth sense when it comes to like he, what he just he just looks at it and goes, "That is." I was really intrigued you. going into the movie because I liked Brendan Fraser like growing up. Like I like liked him in those Mummy movies and stuff like that. But I never like looked at him and thought, oh, that's like a really great actor. I always mm. thought he was like a fun, like, or, like kids charismatic sort of like blockbuster star sort of thing. But he is terrific in this movie. He is mm. so, so good. He's an onion baby. One of the best yeah. performances of the year. Yeah, definitely. Sure. I don't think I've ever seen a movie with him in it, but I obviously know about him. Oh, you know what I have seen? Inkart. What? Oh, oh, I've shit, actually heard yeah. of that. It's <laughs> not about Inkart. No, yeah. I, I read those books as a kid, so I wanted to see that movie. I think I saw that in the cinema actually. So maybe you yeah, have, like maybe you have seen it. Yeah. I saw of him. His... didn't watch Furry Vengeance. I don't know what, what that are you is. talking about? Furry Vengeance. It's like Home Alone sort of thing, but it's like animals attacking this guy. No, well, never, no. never heard of it. Um, Wow, from but obviously I've heard of Brendan Fraser because he's a big name and he's a big guy mm. in this. Oh, he's huge. How? how... Obviously, I know it's really fantastic, great right? effects. Right? Just but, fantastic, yeah, fantastic makeup, seamless makeup and effects. In um, it, like you wouldn't have even guessed that he wasn't that. Like, crazy, crazy stuff going on <laughs> here. Like... It looks so good. Yeah, but, it does. And he plays it so well. Like the the acting with like just the physicality of it, it's, yeah. it's insane. Mm. Just really like subtle, like little things like his breathing and mm-hmm. the way he like reacts and talks and moves and stuff. It's just he completely transforms into this character. Yeah, he'll need to like take a breath, like a really long breath after just like speaking, because you would. Yeah. And just the fact that he just didn't want to get better was very upsetting, and um, to see him like gorge himself on food was. Really very unsettling. Yeah. And but, especially, uh, it was definitely supposed to be unsettling. Mm. And the fact that it was called like, The Whale is like likening it to like Moby Dick and this thread with Moby Dick. I suppose he was supposed to p- reflect parts of that book. Yeah. Um, and like whenever he would like gorge himself on food or he'd like order two pizzas at a time and fucking eat two slices with mayonnaise at a time. Yeah. No, <laughs> and like more ham at a time. As well. No, Horrible. stop it. That scene it, 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 I almost they play like, like, like Jaws-esque type music or like really somber music over it. And it's like, 
this is supposed to tear your heart out. Do you know what? It just made me feel like it was like it was almost like gross out, but it wasn't. It, I know it wasn't, but it was like you. you all you can hear is like the, the like the lips smacking and like the, the it was jelly. Sli- oh, it was yeah. fucking it was. horrific. It was like, oh, fuck God, I was, like, I was sitting there like <sighs> I was sitting there with like my fucking like hands in my face. Like I cannot watch this. It's so. It's basically horrible. just a movie about like self abuse. Yeah, like the oh, character just thinks so lowly of himself. He's depressed. He like lost the person he loved the most. He's got no relationship with his daughter because of his decisions, and he's like. And the church. Yeah. Oh, and he's like so regressing sad. that and just kind of, he doesn't think he's worth anything. So he's just completely abusing himself and destroying himself. Oh, man. Honestly, like the more I think about the movie, the more I'm just like, this, this, ma- this like director, this man, right? He, he's going on my list of films Darren. you can only watch once. Yeah. Darren. Yeah. Darren, you're going on my list of films you can only watch once, man. Every one like, of his films. Requiem for no, a Dream. Why true. did I do that again? I did that to myself. Not true. No, I can't watch them again. Nah, it's just I, I, I get it. I, I re I the thing is I love it. And I really yeah. like him. I fucking love him. But I just don't have the willpower to do that, man. Like I came out of that film it's and heavy I just stuff. thought No yeah, pun intended. I, I, yeah, mm-hmm. like I'm I'm done. Like, you know, it's like um I remember ages ago we were we were talking about this thing where it's like, uh, you watch the film and then you immediately need to go to bed. This was this was one of those yeah, movies I thought I can't do this mm. right now. But I think it I think it just speaks volumes about how like great this guy is at making movies, I guess. Cause like yeah. it's like it just hurt, man. Like there was not a single part of it that wasn't like just He has a lot to say. Yeah, yeah. like you can't catch In a break every movie, in this it's movie. Like, yeah. This guy has a lot to say. He does. Why haven't you run out of things to say yet, Darren? <laughs> He just keeps finding shit yeah, to pluck yeah. out the woodwork. He's like, let's fucking talk about this. Yeah, I'm mad about like church or whatever, or like religion and uh, organized religion and mm. how it kind of tears people apart in, at mm. times, or like these different sort of sects of different religious cults who degrade people and um, the fact that they, they were a gay couple and um, that was the reason that his boyfriend killed himself was because of the church and they kind of ousted him. And I guess it was sort of like, Breaking the waves in that way, where they like, yeah, they shunned him from the yeah the community, and he had no choice. But he had like nothing outside of that, so he killed himself, and then ended up in uh, Brendan Fraser's character slowly eating himself to death, and mm. it was just like the toll that would take on you to be part of something that huge, just to like have to be taken out of it like that, probably take a, a massive toll on you. Yeah, and yeah. this oh. see. Stuff like this gets me like proper like riled up because I'm just <sighs> because they're gonna riled up, baby. <laughs> I think what makes the film so effective as well is just mm. how it like slowly like reveals the information to you, like how it slowly develops this character and reveals more and more like elements and like parts of the story that makes him sadder, like as the film goes on, and it just kind of it's almost like one thing makes you upset and then they're like yeah but also there's this and it like hits you even harder it 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 never lets up man like you never have a moment to just ease up you know you never have a moment to just go okay these people are experts you know and it's 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 so easily could have been like here's this guy he's fat everyone hates him but everybody really liked him 
and he was like a really nice guy and and to see oh him God. eat himself to death was sad because he was a really nice guy and he wanted yeah. to help and he wanted to do good things and to see like his daughter again was like really lovely for him and he, he saw like the world in her but all she did was degrade him and call him fat and obese like and, and just like disgusting and it's like there's a way to go about that but she was obviously not a very nice person <laughs> and he was like no i'll just give you like a load of money and i'll do your essays for you and that'll make you like me um like if you have all this money why don't you just go to the hospital get surgery because it was for her it, it, and that's, it, that's basically it, it, it the argument of that, of the film, but it was really. also yeah i guess it was like he he knew that he was going to die anyway sort of like, unless he got that but it was like well he cares about himself so little that he might as well just like give it to her because he's not going to do anything with it because he hates himself and what does he have left now that like his boyfriend has killed himself and his family's estranged yeah. from him uh... he has absolutely nothing or he feels like he has absolutely nothing but what we see in the movie is that people care about him so much mm. about the, the, the turmoil is that they 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 hate it that he's not doing any anything about his situation and you hate it along with them you're like dude just fucking do something about it just like whenever he like gorges himself on food and it happens like a couple of times where it's like it really goes in with it you're like oh jesus christ (laughs) yeah there's like a really great sequence where um his like ex-wife like shows up mm. and they start interrupted like interacting and she's like clearly heartbroken seeing how he is mm. i think it would though wouldn't it like like legit if you if you broke up with someone then you saw them in this in a state like that wouldn't you it's i think it'd be natural to be like wow this is fucked yeah like beyond fuck because she really cared about him they obviously shared a life together yeah before they, yeah. his um he like left for his boyfriend i guess um, so it's obviously hard to see somebody that you cared so much about mm. do that to themselves. Yeah. Oh, I'd be sad if <laughs> any of my friends or family did that to themselves. Like it's yeah, it's horrible, horrible to see. Mm. It's framed so bloody well, like just through that lens, you know, because it's not just about like how he's seeing things. You get a few people coming in and being like, oh, okay, this sucks actually. Got, like, yeah, that, it that pizza guy who like comes to the door, but he never sees him he's just like leave the money I've left the money in the uh, the letterbox go I'll just take that it's a great scene where like he sees him for the first time wow man yeah he's literally Imagine. he's like fuck <laughs> yeah and the thing is I knew he was gonna be there but it still kind of um threw me off a little bit I was like oh fuck he's there but I knew he was gonna be there because they did that thing you know where they they stay on a shot for too long and I was mm-hmm. like he's there isn't he and it's just like he's like I thought he said something like I thought he was like saying some chant, like you know, like some prayer or something when he saw him, and I was like, "Fuck me!" Mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was reading an yeah. analysis of like some of the movie, and someone was mm. saying that they thought that that scene was like that character was God judging him, <laughs> the Peter guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought he was genuinely saying a prayer for him, so I, I don't know. I, I, I not too hard pressed to convince me it could have been God. I mean, you got that kid who comes in a lot. Yeah, new the, life guy, the new life church. Um, he was a weird one. Yeah, I don't remember his name. Either. He sort of wanted to help him, but he also couldn't get off the fact that God was going to save him, or like God was the answer to what he needed to get better. And obviously, mm-hmm. having been a part of that church himself, uh, Brendan Fraser's character it was like he already knows that nothing good is going to come of it, and to see this other kid sort of 
possibly going in the same direction mm. that he went in or like, like I, I don't know really what it was trying to say maybe it was like trying to be like yeah you could so easily just have this happen to you you know you don't yeah. know because you're very young and impressionable and when he has the opportunity to go back to his family and that they say that oh yeah I, I he said that he ran away and then that when they said that they were taken back he goes back in a heartbeat so who's to say that mm. he's not going to end up like him eventually who knows yeah cool yeah maybe what do we think about um it's just come back to me. There was a bird that kept coming to the window yeah. to eat off of a plate. What was that about, do we think? <laughs> Sorry to throw you under the know. bus. I don't uh, know what it was about. I don't no. really know. Um, but I know it meant something. It, it must have. have meant something. I just thought it was quite, I don't know, I thought it was kind of sweet in a way. Yeah, it, it's kind of like almost like the only positive thing he's got yeah, in it, his life. Yeah, it gave me the sense mm. that it was like a little window into like how nice this guy actually is because he's like, because yeah. supposedly everyone sees, um, sees him as like this positive guy even though he's like, he hates himself but he doesn't hate life. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. He hates his life and but he, he doesn't hate himself. life. And he himself. Yeah. And maybe yeah. the bird was like a juxtaposition between something that could fly away or like that was the only thing you could care about because it wasn't like couldn't really care about humans in that way yeah because he was he was like feeding the bird every day pretty much or was leaving it mm-hmm. water or something I don't, I don't remember what it was either way it had a yeah, plate of something it. and I thought oh I don't know I just thought it made it I don't know it was just kind of like oh he's a sweet guy isn't he like Feeding this little mm-hmm. friendly bird. Maybe it was also mm-hmm. like companionship because he didn't really see anyone other than that nurse lady who was that boyfriend's sister. Yeah, his boyfriend's so sister. So the birdie coming by was yeah. quite nice, I guess. Also, there's no wi- there was like no fucking windows in that place apart from this one that had the birdie in it. Pretty much, sort of. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was very. Dark and dingy. Yeah, he lives in a basement flat like us. <laughs> the kicker is he doesn't live in a basement flat. Yeah, <laughs> like first floor. But it's always like overcast outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very miserable very drab looking, yeah. environment. Yeah. And it's raining quite a lot of the time in the film oh, yeah. as well. It's a very claustrophobic film as well, I think. The whole film is mm. set in this one apartment. Mm-hmm. It was based off a play and it does kind of feel that way because it is it does. very <laughs> like minimal locations. Very long, um, like monologues and stretches of dialogues. Maybe that's like what plays are, though. Yeah, like the whale is a play, or uh, the father, the humans. These were all based off plays. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Oh, it has to start with, <laughs> and the... they're all set in yeah. like one location. <laughs> yeah, the same guy doing them. <laughs> so the film, like <laughs> writing every single one. A lot of the film does kind of feel like a like a jumping off point for the actors, just to kind of show. Show off their talents. Yeah, I mm. wonder how like uh, set within the play this um, film actually yeah. is. Well, it's written by the person who wrote the play. Mm. Oh yeah, you said this before. Shit. I yeah, don't know if they yeah. literally just took what, the play to it. and adapted it as a movie and didn't change a lot. But who knows? To be fair, it, it did feel that way though, didn't it? No, no, yeah. You know, what I mean, it did feel like a play, but I wasn't looking at it as a play because I didn't know it was a play. I went in knowing that it was from a play and thought, yeah, I could see this being a play. Does yeah. that make sense? It was a wise decision to get Aronofsky in on it to direct it. Because sometimes, like with uh, uh, Florian Zeller for The Father or um, uh, the one who did The Humans, they directed the, the movie of the play that they made. That's good though, I yeah. think, right? But this is very much like an Aronofsky type of joint. 
yeah, he's he directed in such a way to be like, to yeah, this is like well up his alley, you know. It very much feels like his own movie, um, despite that that writing, which is obviously from the the original playwright. Um, but I think they they work very well together, and um, all the acting is like really on point as well. Sadie Sink was really good. Yeah, Ooh, I seen thought she in, was um, great. Yeah, uh, Stranger Things. Yeah. That's the one. One of those. One of those guys. Um, to see her in an Aronofsky movie was like, oh whoa, that's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that was really bizarre, but not bad. Though. Yeah. Hong Chow's really good as well. I think she was nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, yeah, I think she was the nurse lady. Yeah, she was. Good. Yeah, she was. She, she was, was really great good. actually. I think I actually did prefer Sadie Sink though. It was a shame not that yeah. she didn't get a nomination. Yeah, I got. I got to admit, I maybe do a bit too big of a stretch to nominate a child. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Happens sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, she but deserved it. It yeah, was a really but, good performance. Yeah, yeah, but you know how but it I don't, is. <laughs> historically, I don't know if yeah. the Oscars do that kind of thing. No, they can't. They can't allow it. They they won't allow it. <laughs> you it know how it is. Yeah. We admit this child is as good as the adults who have been doing it for fifty plus years. <laughs> but what, what, what? They, never, they never win, really. but they regularly will nominate a child. Like the most recent one was I think Jacob Tremblay for Room. Jacob Tremblay. I think oh, he was right. nominated. Yeah, um, maybe. yeah, but Abigail isn't he quite... for Little Miss Sunshine was nominated. Yeah, but they're mm. all really young, right? So is the, is the caveat yeah, here? Maybe. You either have to be stupidly young or an actual adult. Yeah. If you're if in you're between, like 20, yeah, if you're in between you're ages, you can get fucked. Yeah. Because it's like, wow, you're not um, old enough or young enough. Yeah, to be like nominated. that kid in the room was probably like yeah. six or seven or something, yeah. and they're like, oh my god, he's seven and he's great. Of course, you're gonna nominate yeah. him. Do you know what I mean? Perhaps. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at it from. I'm going at it from an angle of, oh, they can do better later on. You know, that's what I'm coming at it from. Not that, you know, if you actually see the movie, she's actually amazing, but, um, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? She's I so think that's, mean. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. She's a dickhead. But in hindsight, if you think about uh, what's happened to her in her life, and the oh, fact yeah. that yeah. she's a bit of a loner and she's a teenage girl remind you that I also have been here before. Um, it made sense to me. I was like, she's a dick, but I totally understand. Yeah, she's I mean, a dick. I never like Don't considered her to be it, like know? a really terrible person. I thought she was just a hormonal teenager. Yeah, she's just misunderstood. Yeah. That's I like. I hate saying that because uh, you know people go, oh, they just misunderstood. But in this instance. I actually think that yeah. she was. Yeah. My mother was like, she's evil. She's, she's not pure evil. evil. Like, no, she's not. <laughs> she, no. Yeah, and he's like always backing her up and he's like, she's an incredible writer. Yeah. And everyone's just like, what do you mean she's an incredible writer? And then there's obviously the like reveal that she wrote that essay mm. that he wanted to like have read to him as he died. Yeah, yeah. That was great. Oh my God, <laughs> yeah. I like that little... Uh... That's the M. Night Shyamalan twist yeah. of this movie. Yeah. I also like the bit where he's just like, just write whatever you want. And she just like writes a thing about the apartment being disgusting. And he like reads it a few times. And he realizes it's in a high key. Yeah, it's oh, great. Oh, because yeah, he keeps like counting syllables. Yeah. She's like horrible the whole time to yeah. him. And just like, he's constantly like, she's amazing. She's yeah. brilliant. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's what kind of solidifies my love for this, 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 this man. It's just like, He's just, he's just so cute, but he's sad and because he does hate himself a lot. But he's like, I made that, you know. Yeah, yeah. that's my daughter. That's insane. Yeah, but I think, but do you know what? I swear, like most parents say that. Like I, I've, I've heard so many parents say things like, 
oh, my kids were like the only good thing I ever did or yeah. my child is the best thing that's ever happened to me or... Yeah, that was that. Do you know what I mean? It's, well, he's like really it's a normal upset. reaction, supposedly. I don't fucking know. Yeah. We don't have kids. I don't but... know. I have yeah, never like, heard, sure. Never I mean, yeah. My parents but... say anything like that. But, yeah. Oh. Yeah, there's that well. bit where he's like really <laughs> upset and he's like, you need to let me know that I've done at least one good thing in my life or something like that. Yeah, yeah, cause I, I, yeah I assume that comes from a parent's perspective. Because, I mean, like I said, I'm not a parent, but I've heard it so many times yeah. that kids are like the best thing ever. Oh, I yeah. beg to differ, but um, apparently I feel real. different. Apparently, so I don't fucking know. If there's one criticism I do have of the movie, it's the music. Mm-hmm. I thought that that could be a little bit cheesy or like heavy-handed at points. Felt like a lot of it was really emotionally manipulative, and it, yeah, it felt like it was like you're really meant work. to feel sad now. Yeah, <laughs> like the problem is, I think it would have worked fine without the music, or if it was a little bit more subtle, because I what was happening was music. like really upsetting and sad. And I think mm. the music just kind of almost feels like it's like prodding you to cry. That's kind of yeah. how the ending felt for me. It was like we don't need this. Yeah, well, I didn't cry, all right, Aronofsky. So there we go. <laughs> I, I just felt I very sad and hollow at the end. Yeah. So how about that? That's kind of how I felt. I kind of felt, oh, fucking hell. But at the same time, it was almost like, I don't know if you guys felt it, but I kind of felt like relieved when it was over. Yeah. I was like, oh, thank God for that, because now I don't have to feel this heavy, heavy burden of this movie anymore. Yeah, I got up and I felt lighter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you just feel like the world's yeah, yeah. been like lifted off. I'm not of carrying you. around like <laughs> that much weight. Like, oh. oh my god! Ooh. I'm so glad it wasn't just me. I thought fucking like when it ended, I was like, "Can I, I need to run? Yeah. Like, I, was, I need to get out of it." Oh my god! But that's what makes a movie great, right? When we're you, gonna be cancelled for like being relieved reaction. that we're not that fat. I mean, that, that's, that's definitely not what I'm saying, but let's be honest. Let's be honest. Let's be honest here. Yeah. Well, well come I'm on. pretty if happy it, about it. Like, if you actually aspire to be, like, that big, then you need some sort of, like, reality check. Like, Well, then I, you're I, aspiring yeah, like, to be dead, right? Yeah, of course. Like, and in fact, oh, do you know what I really, one of the films are, things I really hated about this movie because I'm on that side of like uh, TikTok and YouTube and stuff where I just uh, just have a lot of this sh- like weird, random content come up, right? And one thing I really couldn't stop thinking about was, oh, I wonder what like fat phobic like content I can get out of this. And I really mm. hated it because I'm now like auto like uh, what you were thinking? to oh my God, find yeah. it yeah and I'm like you think like oh, the TikTok crowd I thought like maybe like the TikTok crowd or like the woke mob mm. <laughs> 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 like go to see this movie deliberately to be like that was fat phobic yeah there is a lot of that no there is, is. There? yeah there yeah. is that's why I was like um I haven't heard anything about this. What what is it on TikTok? Perhaps. Uh, yeah, it mostly is. But like, right, I that's, saw. That'd be why I haven't heard about it. So there's like some articles and stuff about like um about about it being fat phobic. But yeah, there's like a lot of like it's TikTokers not. and stuff that would try to, I guess, not analyze it as such, but they kind of talk about it in a serious manner. Like we, they basically they wanted it wasn't necessarily the fact that it was fat phobic, but they were getting angry. At Brendan Fraser, right? Oh, for portraying a uh, like a fat man the way that he did for someone who's not 
fat. What are they going to do? Is that, is, is, Hire is that someone right? who's this fat? I don't, I don't know, man. That would but, be impossible. Yeah, but the, yeah, that, that's literally it. The argument was like, he doesn't know what it's like. He doesn't care about us. Blah, blah, blah. Basically. What are they talking about? Because he's not fat enough to play a fat man, I think is what they were he's trying to get. He's an actor. Don't, I mean, don't, don't look at me. I'm just telling you what I heard. I'm no, just, I'm just I'm saying. Just, like, <laughs> like, he's an actor. Like, What do you want? Yeah. What do you want actors to portray yeah. people that only they know from their experiences? That would be insane. Yeah, and they I get wouldn't it. be good actors. I know it was it was such a ridiculous thing, and it was like they would all be the Rock. <laughs> like <laughs> I was, I was just getting angry at the fact that it was like talking about um, how once again we're here to uh, demonize like being overweight, and I was like, no, but. He's not overweight in this movie. He's not even morbidly obese in this movie. He's like literally like on death's door because he's, he's like quadruply. Yeah, he's the fucking whale. Like, and it's. And I think it all comes you know down I mean? to the fact that people want something to be mad about. I keep I keep yeah. saying this, but I feel bad because I'm meant to be on the as soon as on the like woke a movie is announced, it's like this movie is about a man who is fat, and that's what the movie's about. But it's not. Everyone's like. Oh, oh, oh yes! Finally, something I can be upset about. <laughs> something I can complain about on TikTok. <laughs> oh my god! Brendan Fraser coming back again, doing a really good performance. I don't hear about it. He is fat phobic, and this movie, I'm taking it down. Yeah, I I just thought it was insane. That actually, I thought it was more insane that they're not mad at the movie itself. They're more mad at the fact that. I guess there was no actor around that weighed 700 pounds. Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder I just, why I just there kind are of no thought... actors around who mm. weigh that much. I just kind of thought, I don't know what to It's what all to fake. Say. It's all fake. They made a prosthetic uh, fatsu for him. Oh, oh, it's oh fake. God, I don't know. <laughs> it's just On that note, should we get to ratings before we get cancelled? Do you know what we should this rate out being cancelled? Because we're getting cancelled. <laughs> this podcast is cancelled. <laughs> I've said it time and time again. We're getting cancelled. Yeah, we're rated right, right out of Moby Dicks. Yeah, okay. sure. Yeah, I really like this movie. Um, I wouldn't say it's my favorite Aronofsky movie. I think I preferred The Wrestler, which in a lot of ways reminded me a lot of um this. Yeah, um, a lot of similarities. Yeah. Mm. For me, this was kind of like almost a mixture of that and his film Mother, um, and oh, how shit. that film's like filled with all this like religious imagery and shit. I completely um, forgot he did Mother. Yeah, it's just as like seems to be splitting people just as much as that, and I like that. I like to see him do more challenging mm. sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, I give it um, eight Moby Dicks out of ten. Yeah, nice. Um, Mother is like such an. A weirdly out there movie that it stops being out there and interpretable. Yeah, I didn't and really like, like I think that. He like literally came out and was like, "Yeah, it's about this." Because <laughs> like the studio oh, was like, "People are going to be confused, Darren. You have to tell them yeah. what it's about." And he's like, "It's about this." Well, my problem with that movie is that I watched it and I was like, "Yeah, this is pretty obvious what it's about." It is very <laughs> obvious. It, yeah, it does ride that line of being like so hyper, like. You th- you think that they really want it to be complex, but it just yeah. it well, goes it back in obvious. on itself and like yeah. comes back around in a circle and is like it's not actually no it's it's pretty much this is exactly what it's about. Um, 
And when he said, this is what it's about, everyone was like, yeah, yeah I, I get it. Yeah, so like, what, yeah, why do they need to explain it? <laughs> um, but I, I like a movie like The Whale, where it's obviously about what it is about, but it is also about other things that you can read into and that aren't immediately evident to you. Um, I haven't figured everything out about this movie yet. Um, I think that's a really good thing. And it, it, I hope it will reward uh, Second Watch. Um, and I agree that it's very much like The Wrestler and these these people. He's sort of like brought back Mickey Rourke and he's like, here's Mickey Rourke again. Here's Brendan Fraser again. These are movies about um, people, just men who are out of it and they trying to reconnect with their estranged trying daughters. Trying to reconnect with their estranged daughters and they oh just can't do it. And they don't really care all that much about themselves. Um, really good one. Um, yeah, not my favourite Aronofsky movie, but it, it is very difficult to beat something like Black Swan. Mm. Um, oh my god. But it is definitely not my least favourite. Um, by a stretch. I already had a good time with it, and I really thought uh, Brendan Fraser pulled it out the bag. Very glad to have seen him in this. Yeah. Um, uh, eight Moby Dicks out of ten. I'm glad that Brendan's back. I am. Um, I think everyone else has kind of said it just as well. I mean, I don't. It's probably not my favorite, but my favorite one probably kills me more than life itself. So therefore, yeah, baby, I too am gonna have to go eight Moby Dicks out of ten. Thank you, Brendan. We love you, Brendan. See, this applies to every Brendan. Yeah, I like Brendans are out there putting on great performances in the year of our Lord, twenty twenty two. Um, speaking of a 2022 movie that we only got in 2023, Babylon, new Damien Chazelle movie. We all saw it. What do we think about it? It's about you know. You did. You did even. You did. You like. Yeah, what's it about? Um, the they're doing films. Yeah, it's like the, um, the, the, the transition from non to talkies. The, to talkies. Mm. Silent films to talkies. It's like singing in the rain, but everyone's fucking cracked out of their mind. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's uh, what it is. That that is what it is. It's um crack. I I you know what I I thought I would have stuff to say, but to be honest, I don't. And I think Chris has a lot to say because he was um not that impressed. Go ahead. I wouldn't say I wasn't. Oh, you said you were disappointed. Yeah, I was disappointed. Well, that's because I I really love um Whiplash and La La Land, Damien Chazelle's earlier movies. And they're both really, really great. Um, and there was definitely a lot I liked about this movie. But looking back on it, I feel like it was just kind of like individual scenes that I enjoyed. I felt like the movie is just kind of like a series of individual scenes that have like some loose narrative thread kind of going along. But it's not really, I don't really find it very focused, kind of seems all over the place. And it, like, yeah, for a film as long as it is, I feel like it definitely needed more of a either narrative thread, or I think it needed to just be trimmed down quite a lot. I um, we were watching, so uh, before we watched these American Pie movies, me and Chris were sitting at Max's waiting for him, and we watched uh, YMS's review of uh, this movie, and he said. This would have been a great movie had it been an hour and a half and all the unnecessary shit was taken out. And I thought, I agree with that because there was a lot of stuff in this film that just didn't need to yeah. be in this movie at I all. I felt like there was definitely a lot of scenes I really, really enjoyed. But mm. there were so many scenes where I was just like, this is like, 
this what's is just point? a copy of the scene I just watched. Yeah, what's the point? I don't know. Um, it felt kind of, I want to say it felt almost like showy just for the sake of being showy, but I don't know. Cause I think Whiplash is the only other movie I've seen of this guy. So I don't know if this is something that he normally does or not. But it was just like, it was just, I know it was like meant to be chaotic, but it like almost felt like too much. You know, like, I don't know. It just felt, <laughs> I'm just going to say too much again, because that's basically what it was. It was like, just grotesque in in some manners like i don't know i don't know i don't know what i'm trying to say because this film just had like it was like trying to spell out a lot to me but i felt like i wasn't retaining much of it into something that was interpretable other than the fact that it was like wow flashy pretty people making these movies and then they all meet their canuppance ah uh, ha ha oh great like, yeah. what, what the fuck am I meant to say to that? Like, it's just... It is like Damien Chazelle being like, this is mad, isn't it? Yeah. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> just what'd you say? What'd you say to it all? <laughs> well, I'm the only one who saw it in the cinema. Um, mm-hmm. Saw it on the big screen. I think that lended to the experience a lot, actually. It probably um, would. Because yeah, it's probably such would. a huge movie and, like, it's, it's insanely chaotic and crazy and it's going, pulling you in different directions every other scene. And, um... Perhaps it is quite disconnected. Um, I will agree. It's it's a bit too long. Um, and I do think the whole time I was like, yeah, it's like singing in the rain, but worse. Uh, <laughs> what a great literally. film. But it knows that to an extent. It I must think it do, knows huh? that it's singing in the rain. I don't think it knows that it's singing in the rain, but not as good. I think it's trying to go for like, <laughs> what if singing in the rain, What if what if they were all like, Absolutely cracked out, yeah. and, 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 and like kind of depressed and like upset a lot. <laughs> and like, what if I just like strong? I think it's like an excuse for him to like put together a lot of very impressive set pieces. Yeah, mm. definitely. These the, the set pieces are fucking insane. Like they're so good, they're so good, and they're huge, huge scale. You got like Brad Pitt in there, um, mm. fucking uh, Margot Robbie, and um, the other guy. I've forgotten his name. I will look it up. Don't worry. Diego something. Calva, I think. Diego Calva. Yeah, yeah. that's the um, He's great. Um, and you just like watch these like really pretty stars on the on the big screen, and you're like, yeah, all right. Yeah, it- fair enough. I do like I do like looking at Margot Robbie a lot, and Brad Pitt is very good looking guy. Um, and <laughs> you know, I think it was about like the glamour of it all, and like the mm. the the the. the the X Factor and the stars, all, all, and making that transition over to the the talkies, um, as as was singing in the rain. Mm-hmm. I don't think it quite pulls off the sort of. I don't know if it. I would say that it doesn't pull off the transition as well as singing in the rain. I would say it pulls it off better than the artist. Um, but yeah. it also like singing in the rain did it, you know. So like, yeah, why yeah, would yeah, you yeah. do that? But like again, yeah, and I, I don't know. I think it had quite a bit to say, but I don't think it had a lot to say when it came to what Singing in the Rain had already said. No, yeah, it's just, it just the R-rated version of Singing in the Rain. They said, how much sex, drugs, <laughs> and like just mental shit can we shove into what could yeah. have been Singing so in the like Rain? It was about that mad aspect of like fame and fortune yeah. and how these people are at like, the top of the world and seeing all like the shit they get into and how it's like kind of kind of fucks with you a bit and it like it tears you apart in some aspects and how you have to be somebody mm. else really like there's a scene 
where Margot Robbie has to basically act as though she's like British to like fit in with a crowd of people to like get herself into more movies because she's not actually she was like kind of not as great um, of an actor when she was in talkies as she was when she was in silent movies which Mm -hmm. is also a thread that they basically copy from Singing in the Rain Um, but I really like that scene and yeah she, she, she plays it very well and she was like talking to them and then she was like, nah, this is bullshit, actually. And she, like, throws up on them. Oh, that yeah, that was She starts, that like, eating, gorging minging. herself. Mm. And that was obviously a comment on, like, the, the bourgeoisie type of nature of the Hollywood, and especially back in those days, I, I guess, where they were all very high-strung. Yeah, it was, like, a huge shift from how it was at the beginning of the movie where everyone was just party animals and it was, just like, mm. just chaos to suddenly being, like, this really, like, uppity sort of thing. Yeah, like, this... This movie, I uh, I don't want to say it to Chris because I know how he feels about this, but I could have thought that the set pieces could have been done by Baz Luhrmann himself, man. Like that, it had the kind of uh, mm, the glitzy, yeah. shiny stuff that Damien Baz Chazelle loves was to kind do. Of like Baz Luhrmann, but good. Yeah, I think he loves doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, he loves a little he bit. He loves of, his jazz, yeah. obviously. Yeah, this um, I could have assumed that these guys could have worked on it together. Like you could have told me it was it, it was done by both of them. I was obviously yeah, thinking like every like, there's a lot of jazz mm. music in this and there's like a character that um they bring in and he's like a uh jazz trumpetist or whatever. Um and he's got his own little thread going on. Mm. Um so any time that they were like doing like really like impressive stuff with the music and the jazz, I was like He's having the time of his life making this movie. And yeah. you can yeah, absolutely tell. And he loves like old movies as well. Like mm. La La Land was just like the whole thing's a love letter to like classic musicals like Singing in the Rain and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, I, I think well, maybe he also had fun with the idea that um, this movie jumps um, in time as well quite a lot, where it's like it's 26, and then it's 36, and then it's 44, and then it's 55. Mm. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Obviously, those aren't the actual years, but it did start in 26. And I then found I can't those time skips really jarring. It didn't yeah. feel like there was like a gradual change. It was just like suddenly it's like move forward, <laughs> everything's different. Yeah. And I just found it really confusing. I and don't I think, know. I was able to follow it just about. I think it helps that I already know a lot of like the history of cinema and like the story like behind the scenes. But I feel like if I didn't know that already, I'd probably be very confused as to what was happening. I think Maybe. that was it. Nope, never mind. Carry on. I'm thinking of a completely different movie. Sorry, please carry on. What? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I've completely forgotten sorry, what I've I was seen, saying. I've seen so many fucking movies recently that I'm like, oh, fuck. It's like you just like took control of the train, like careened it off of the track, and now none of us understand what we're trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to eat some crackers. You guys carry on. <laughs> say. On a technical level, there's a lot I really love about the movie. I think visually it's really great. Music, fantastic again. Justin Slaps. Hurwitz is such a great composer. Yes. I think every single score he's done for these Damien Chazelle movies have been fantastic. Yeah, definitely. And I, I looked through um, the Oscar nominations after the fact as well. I was like, what was this nominated for? Uh, let's bring it up, hopefully, and it will show me. And I was like, this was snubbed for this, <laughs> this one and this one and this one. Um, you know, if you're gonna nominate something like fucking uh, Elvis for Best Picture, fucking nominate this as well. Like, what are you doing? Um, 
I won't say well Brad Pitt I really liked I think he was really good and I thought that he could have been nominated I don't know um, same for Margot Robbie as well uh, for best actress um, the one that I was really upset about was like oh it might not be actually well I've, I've, I've got to see uh, so no supporting actor supporting best director yeah ooh, but me was he nominated for Best Director? No. no. I've got it written down. What? Terrific. Didn't you say he was, uh, it was, this film was only nominated for like two? It was three, I think. Three. I started writing a video about Oscar movies and I did write down what this one was nominated for. Let me get it up. Um, I think it was like production design, cinematography production and music, design. if I remember correctly. Really? Production design? Oh no, it was just production design and costume design. Right, so... I mean, music. I've, I've, well, I've, I've absolutely, been... it should have been nominated for production design. That's a yeah, I feel like it's worthy, blatantly yeah. obvious. Costume um, design, yeah. yeah costume yeah, design, yeah. absolutely. Um, but like makeup and hairstyling, like that's all it was about, really. Apparently <laughs> was <it> not. not? <laughs> was it not about that? <laughs> Cinematography could have got something for yeah. that. Mm. Um, and yeah, costume. It did get costume design. Um. And editing, I actually thought the editing was really good. I don't know. You said it was like jarring to like jump in time, like to quite the degree it did. But I thought it fit very well in in terms of like the nature of the movie. It was very chaotic anyway. Mm. It was like, and now we're in this part, and you're like, ah, fuck! That's just like what it what it is. You know? Do, do you know what it did remind me of? You remember that conversation we had about the Oscars? When um, we were like, oh, if they notice it has any sort of editing in it whatsoever, it's probably going to win. I was like, this movie could mm. win because you yeah. can see it's edited. <laughs> it is. Yeah, you can see that. But I do think it has a purpose. It's very bouncy. Yeah, yeah. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think like, I was... He's going to like go to the, the... He's trying to get like the camera from the place. And it was like... Oh, oh, we got to like... We're losing daylight. And they're like... Yeah. He's like, I've got to get the camera. And he just like waits there for like hours and hours and hours to get that camera. And, yeah, you and they're can't... like just all like sitting there and like cats are cut back. Between. It's full of stuff like that. Yeah, you it's can't like, imagine really, it being very soft, yeah. right? I think there's a lot of... Um, a lot of the editing I think is really great, but there are a few bits where I think it will cut to a shot for like a, like, like a second and then cut away. And I found a lot of that really jarring because anytime it, there was like a couple of times where it did that in a scene that was kind of slower and like the other sh- the shots in between would be like going for a while, but it would just be like this random shot that they mm. cut to. Yeah, there'd be stuff, stuff really like that would make me laugh, but I don't know if it's because I'm like, what was that all about? Or, or whether it was just like, Oh, okay then. <laughs> I don't know. Like, just sucked off the wrong reaction in me when I see stuff like that. Sound could have been nominated for yeah. sound. Honestly, it was um, a sound. You're right. But yeah, it's like, like so, so massive, like yeah. in terms of the production and just everything, like cascades in on you. Like, ah! it's like yeah, there's a like, lot happening, isn't it? Yes, yeah, like being charged by the sun. In oh the my cinema. god. It <laughs> Blast the skin off your face. Yeah. <laughs> just, just from what it is. It was just insane. <laughs> it literally was like its own trip. Mm, for sure. Yeah. I'm not even and mad I like about the that, angle though. where it's like, um, we're singing in the rain, takes this angle where it's like, oh man, how are we going to. This sucks. Like, we've got to do um, talkies now and it's going to be really difficult, but we're going to do it, gang. But I think in this one, it, it kind of played with the idea of like the people who didn't make it so much and like people who's like, Literally killed themselves because they couldn't transfer over to this new medium yeah. anymore. Like what they they were, they were in their bygone days, and it's like oh, it's like nothing left for me here. Oh, well, like when I'm in the future now, and I don't belong here anymore. Like when poor Brad Pitt decided to spoilers. 
Oh, yeah. Um, but yes. Yeah. Well, what I did enjoy actually quite a lot was that scene with, uh, was it like his manager or something? And she was talking about like how um, kids will be born in 50 years and they'll feel like they'll know you, but they've never actually met you. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and I was like, I yeah. keep fucking saying this. We live on forever through the mediums we create. Wah, wah, wah. And I was like, I agree with this lady. So I sat there and I thought, I like this scene. This scene's all right, actually. It was a real um, Birdman type moment. Yeah. Mm, I felt it. He's like sitting with the, uh, the, the reviewer, the, crit- the critic. That's it. Yeah. Oh, you don't I do like anything. It. You just sit there and you watch my movies and you fucking scribble down some notes. You think you're great. Well, I do stuff that actually matters. And she like went in on um, why what he did does matter and it will matter for years to come. You know, we still watch these movies. We still watch these silent movies, you know, Buster Keaton and fucking Marx Brothers or um, Charlie Chaplin, maybe. Charlie Chaplin mm-hmm. and, yeah. you know, all the old classics, Nosferatu and all those. They're still good. And they do live on through the medium of film. And obviously, mm-hmm. Damien Chazelle's a guy who fucking loves movies. You know, you get your directors who are like making movies, but I feel like there are a select few who are like, and I fucking love making movies and I love movies and this is what it is. Mm. Um, there's a point in this movie where he does that maybe a bit too much. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what people are complaining about is when he shows a montage of fucking movies <laughs> and avatars oh, in there and it's like, oh, fuck Jesus Christ. Avatar and the Matrix. <laughs> that bit with Avatar in actually did make me howl because I thought, wow, one day, because I obviously, I know that it's like one of the like biggest movies to ever be made or whatever, but there's something a little bit cringe about like going back in time going, oh yeah, I remember these little blue alien mm. things that was a movie wasn't it i could have done without <laughs> that montage but if it had to be there i would probably would have preferred it to pick from movies that were of the time that it was trying to portray mm. yeah i guess maybe he thought that's been done we're gonna put avatar in here i think and the idea Shrek. was like to quickly sh- go through like the history of cinema and all the technological was, advancements that would happen after the movie so you got Perhaps. like that character is kind of like seeing singing in the rain and seeing like not only reflection of his life and his career, but also where movies are now because he like swore away movies after the industry spat him out. Mm. I think that's kind of the point. Yeah, but it just made me want to watch but, Singing in the Rain. Yeah, I I hated the ending. Oh yeah, the ending was like I don't even think it was like that bad. But no, I thought it was. I thought it was just pure cringe. I thought it was just a little bit disappointing, in a way. I thought yeah. it would have been so much better if it had just ended on like, oh no, Margot Robbie got murked out by something or someone. I don't even know. Maybe she, maybe uh, we d- we don't know why. We don't know how. Whatever. Yeah, I would have been happy if the movie like, like, ended there. Ended before that final like jump forward to the fifties. Yeah, that would have been fine. I would have been okay Perhaps, with that. Yeah. There, but then. Can't be done because he's got to talk about his love of the cinema, and you can't just end a movie with with an actress dying and putting a montage of Avatar and Shrek or whatever. And Shrek isn't in the montage, I just but it to... should have been. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to be clear. Yeah, I don't think I found it as cringy as you did, Chris. Nah. But I don't know why you. I feel definitely cringe, was like, but... oh, this is yeah, all right. Um, and it was like right at the end, so like that's the last sort of taste of the movie that you yeah. have. I was like, oh man. But I still like the rest of the movie. Um, 
So I was sort of on a high from that. I'm like, yeah, this is really good, actually. Um, could have done without Avatar being in there. But, you know, the rest of it, pretty good. Oh, yeah, I, I blocked that, that out. And that fucking 2001 S kaleidoscope that he did, you know, it's pr- pretty weird. Pretty, um... <laughs> but what's the word? Pretentious? Like, yeah, okay. Oh, the well whole done, film Damien. just screams um, pretentious, but it felt... Purposely pur- pretentious. Yes, purpose- purposeful. I was literally had that word in my brain and you said it. Yeah, it, yeah, it felt like it yeah. had... Yeah, I think it he was, knows what he's yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mm. think he made the movie and he was like, there's no parody here whatsoever yeah it was self-aware i think yeah. but it didn't it didn't stop it being like too much that if he had sense? made the movie and then not included a scene of the guy watching singing in the rain then i would have been like do you know you made singing in the rain like but worse <laughs> i just wanted to watch singing in the rain like yeah. it actually annoyed me so much because i thought i just spent three hours of my life watching a film that I I prefer the original. I want to go and watch yeah, Singing in the Rain, please. Yeah, that's how I felt watching it. It was like, at the end, he's just like, yeah, this film was like Singing in the Rain. You remember this movie? You remember how good this one was? Do you remember how amazing like, this film A three or four minute like montage of just the best scenes of that movie. <laughs> Mate, yeah. I was so pissed off. And the camera's like panning over the audience, fucking loving it for about yeah. four minutes or something. Yeah, it feels like that. Mate, no one can make Singing in the Rain. Like, I'm sorry. Just... Yeah. That film is in leagues of its own. So certainly some stuff to take issue with with Babylon. Oh shit. What do we think about um Toby <laughs> Maguire? That's the last thing I'll say. Yeah, that's the best bit of the movie yeah. for me. That My whole sequence is yeah. insane. Fucked up. But then I'm just obsessed with Toby Maguire like that I saw the back of that man's head and I started doing this little fucking like dance. I was like, yeah. "Yes, he's finally yeah. here." <laughs> I saw a tweet the other day that was like, shout out to random horror scenes in three hour long dramas for no reason. Yeah. What are some of those? <laughs> like, you've got like, um, the scene in Zodiac where he goes to visit that oh, yeah. possible Zodiac killer. You've yeah, got yeah. like the winky scene in Mulholland Drive. There were like two examples. Winky scene? Bleh. The like homeless person behind the. Oh, yeah, wall. yeah, yeah, of course. Um, great jump scare. Yeah, Toby yeah. Maguire was a great jump scare in this movie. Even though he, <laughs> he knew was he was a there. jump scare in and of himself. <laughs> he looked like teeth shit in his he? creepy little laugh. Oh, I loved him so much. In it, like I was, like, I was so excited because I, I kept doing this thing where I was like, "Well, I know this film isn't over yet because I haven't seen Toby yet." And then every single like twenty minutes, I thought. Okay, it's still not over because I still haven't oh, seen Toby. Here he is. He's a <laughs> fucked up freak. <laughs> oh my God. I knew he was going to be a fucked up freak because in the trailer he does that thing where he does that weird smile and his teeth are like proper yellow and I'm like, oh my God, he looks like shit. And then I thought, yes, he looks like shit. He's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. Let me take you to the worst place in the world. <laughs> it's like some, it's like some dungeon <laughs> basement dungeon. Uh, oh, What the fuck? He'll do anything but, for that cash. That was a horrifying scene. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck am I watching? And the theatre was not very packed. It was like being alone. Yeah. And just watching that. And fucking huge. <laughs> this huge screen. And I was like, I'm scared. I don't like this. Mm. But I, I really liked it. Yeah, no, I never felt more tension than when... The, the like the uh the water leaks on that on that um dollar bill and it runs and he's like fake but he says it so calmly and I'm like oh my fucking god someone's yeah. gonna get murked out man I was waiting for Toby to pull out yeah, some oh. sort of sheaf I mean you know something's <laughs> gonna happen yeah you're like what's gonna happen uh-uh. yeah it was crazy crazy stuff 
What should we rate Babylon out of? Rat. I was going to say rattlesnakes. Rat. All snakes. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was a great scene. That was a really great scene. <laughs> so that was one of my favourite bits. You want to watch my dad fight a rattlesnake? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Nice. Uh, yeah, this was probably my least favourite Damien Chazelle movie. Um, I think why, why I found it so disappointing, but a lot of that comes down to the fact that I wasn't a huge fan of First Man either. So for me, it's like, mm. it's almost like his filmography is taking a bit of a decline. So I'm hoping whatever he does next, I like more. Um, I felt that. I felt it. Like you guys can't see. You movie. guys can't I don't see think these it's reactions, a bad movie. Man. I do think it is a good movie. I just didn't love it, and there was a lot that really annoyed me. Everyone about listening it, but... to the SMM right now <laughs> to see Max is seething. Yeah, <laughs> behind. I'd watch it again though. Uh, six rattlesnakes out of ten. <laughs> Jesus. <What the> fuck. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh... <laughs> It, um, uh, <laughs> I don't think he's lost it at all, man. I think he's, no, he's I was a fantastic fucking director. I wouldn't say he's lost it. I don't think he's like become bad or anything. No, I'm just not really losing it. I'm liking his films less as they go on. That's kind of more <laughs> what I mean. Interesting. Um, I fuck. Actually, I think I agree. Um, but not. I still really enjoy it. I don't think I don't. I'm not I'm like, like. Oh man, he's like kind of falling off, isn't he? But I'm. I am aware the Whiplash and uh, La La Land and um, was there another one? First Man. No, another one. Uh, Miss First One, whatever that's called. Okay, so about walking in a park. I don't know. All right, so Whiplash, La La Land, top tier movies. First Man, really brilliant movie. Um. And definitely different for him um, to be as good as that was. That was really great. And this is also really great. It is very much a Damien Chazelle movie, though. Um, but I love Damien Chazelle movies, so I really had a good time. And you could tell he was having a good time. I just wish that he maybe had dialed it back a bit or like done a few things differently. Um, yes. Eight rattlesnakes out of ten. It's always an event, you know. It's always an event to see yeah. Damien Chazelle joint. A, a grand affair. I mean, I've only actually, I'm pretty sure I've only seen Whiplash, but I like yeah, that I think movie a lot. Actually, I think that film is actually amazing. Get on the La La Land. No. No, she Ooh. refuses to watch it because she knows what happens at the end and she thinks it sounds too sad. It's not too sad. It's awesome and great. Yeah, to be fair, once again, I, I'm hit with the Chris effect where he'll be like, God, this thing's so sad. This thing's so depressing. I'll be like, Oh, it's actually not. It wasn't depressing. I just found it quite sad. Made me cry a lot, but it's good. Worth the the sadness. Mm, I don't know. You're not selling it to me, to be honest. Although my mum keeps telling me to watch it as well. Far before I'd point, it is no whiplash. So I'm going to give it six and a half rattlesnakes out of ten. Yeah, Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone singing in a park or something on a bench. They go to coffee and they sing. They go to coffee. <laughs> That guy is in it, the one who sings um, All of Me, John Legend, he's in it. John Legend, love John Legend is there. Watch La La Land. Cool. We watched the movies. American Pie. One, two, three. And um, watch them all back to back. This is the marathon. This is the crux of the episode where we talk about American Pie, American Pie 2 and American Wedding. Uh, American Pie was the first one. 
Take it away, Chris. Yeah. American Pie, 1999, directed by Chris White and Paul White. Um, the film is about four friends in an American high school who feel like losers because everyone around them's having sex and they're not. So they make a pact that by prom night, all four of them are going to lose their virginity. Yep. That's it. I haven't seen any of these movies before, so I saw them for the first time. Um, I have seen of, them all. Yeah. Uh, so, earlier, you said that you, you were like waiting for me to come home, and you were in my home and waiting for me. And that is, <laughs> that is because I was, in, um, I was out uh, at the time, and I was <laughs> getting drunk. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, that was I, uh, that was a treat. <laughs> so yeah, um, I returned home, relatively smashed, and um, watched all these movies. Um, I don't remember a thing about them, uh, and but I don't think that was because I was drunk. I think these movies suck. Um, but that being said, I wanted to give American Pie the um, the the credit. It deserves. I went back and I watched it again at two times speed because um, <laughs> I wasn't going to dedicate that much time to it. Like, come on. Um, and I was like, maybe I could do all of the movies like that again because I really wasn't paying attention because I was wasted. Um, but <laughs> I made some pretty funny notes, so that, that's fun. I, I, I like nice. waking up and being like, "Oh, look, these are funny." Um, but as soon as soon as I watched American Pie again at two times speed. I thought there's no point in watching the rest of these because this is exactly what I thought they were at the first time, and it didn't matter that I was drunk. Um, in progressively what, getting more drunk, mm. these are bad movies. They're very much products of their time. Uh -huh. um, don't think you can make movies like this again. Yeah. I don't think I watched like on the way here. I watched like an interview with um one of the guys. I forget his name. Um, it's like the blonde guy, whatever. He was like, you couldn't make American Pie nowadays. What, the goon guy? Something like that. John William Scott. Yeah, him. The yeah, one who's yeah. Stifler. Yeah, yeah. He was <laughs> like, you couldn't make American Pie these days. And um, no, you couldn't. He's yeah. right. Um, and he, I think he, he was more like talking about um, how comedy has changed and how comedy is a genre that's changed yeah. a lot over the course of um, the 20th and 21st century. Um, drastically different to the early 2000s. And the uh, late nineties, where I suppose you get away with more uh, objectification, misogyny, and kind of um, so it was funny to like sex is funny, I guess. Um, and, uh, the fact that the oh the the plot itself is supposed to be funny, like they need yeah. to get laid, and they're young boys and they want to get laid. Um, it's a film made by boys for boys. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. I am not a boy, I am a man, <laughs> and I didn't find this funny at all, not even at two times speed. So, yeah, it's just like a lot of that, and it's a lot of the same kind of stuff, just sort of drinking myself into a stupor as the movies go on, <laughs> just like, oh god, let this end, please. Yeah. These was... movies are basically, here are some characters, only two of them really have any personality at all. If you can even say they've got a personality, they kind of just have like, they have their shtick. Like you got Jim, who's mm. 
the awkward guy who constantly gets himself into weird sexual situations somehow. You got <laughs> Stifler, who's like basically the J from in between us type, like the yeah. big mouth guy who's like Big Mouth. Yeah. Big mouth. Right. Um he's like says he's all that, says he shags everyone, but Maybe in reality he, he probably doesn't. Um and then you've got the other three who are just kind of like the same people. No, you got um oh, there are Finch. five. There's five. Finch. Oh yeah, Finch. He's like He's the one who sleeps with Stifler's mum. Yeah, he's like he thinks he's more mature and yeah, he's the he acts guy. like he's cooler than everyone, but he really isn't. So it's just the other two are literally the it's exact same, same character. Yeah. Oz and the other And they both look one. really similar as well. I have a note here that just says, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> I, d- um, I didn't. I yeah, didn't. All I three of the know. movies are just kind of that. It's just like here are these people. They're it, doing stuff. It just felt like nearly two. Well, I don't know if it was nearly two hours, but we'll just say it was nearly two hours of like the same joke, quote unquote joke, over and over again. And this movie was not made for me. I am not in the demographic in any way, shape, or form for this movie. No. And I, it was hell. This marathon was actually torture. I think the first film especially, there's like nothing for any female person. No, not at all. Shit. Natasha Lyonne? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you're, if you're a massive she's gay there. like me, then yeah. Yeah, no, she's that's there. true. Don't do much. No, she's she just, doesn't have to. She's Natasha Lyonne. She just talks about sex, about how good sex is. Mm. I fancy then her shit. friend is like, I've never had sex before. What's it like? And that's about it. Actually, my favourite part of the whole experience was telling Max that Natasha Leone is a straight woman who's married to a man, and Max was like, there's no way. There's no way. Yeah, he was like, this there's changes no everything. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> that was a conversation. It was really funny. <laughs> I don't remember this at all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I told you, you seemed very like, you were like, this has blown my mind. Right, well, she's a great actor in that sense. Mm. Um I didn't like Jason Biggs. I don't like Jason Biggs as a person. I've got a few notes about him. Can you um, read that my favourite one out again, please? Um, yeah, here it is. It says, Jason Biggs is shit and ugly. <laughs> His haircut sucks. I wrote yeah. this when I was very smashed. That's my um, favourite note. I stand by it. Because I watched it again at two times speed. And he was just as ugly, only faster. <laughs> and I thought you looked a bit too similar to one of the other guys. When, it, when I was drunk, was like, who yeah. the fuck yeah, you kept fuck saying, is happening? Oh, wait, that's not Jason. Wait, he was just in this room. It was like, because that's not him. And you're like, oh, they look the same. <laughs> do. That's, a, that's a sin of a lot of movies of that sort of time, or even like now, I don't know, mm. where it's like, just cast people that look a bit too similar and you can't tell them apart, especially yeah. when like the plot offers absolutely nothing for you. It's like, what am I supposed to attach to fucking Jason Biggs and his identical twin? <laughs> no point I mean what I did yeah. actually like about the casting is that they do look like normal people they aren't like really beautiful looking like high schoolers like you get in yeah. like a I know, lot of movies I, now I, I actually agree I think with they Chris actually there. just look like human beings no because yeah. it reminds me of like as much as this film was like pure shit it work. it kind of works on that level of the fact that they're not beautiful people like um Okay, for instance, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it again. I'm gonna talk about this god awful fucking remake again. But the Inbetweeners remake didn't work because everyone was too beautiful and it wasn't funny. Right? It doesn't work if they're 
good looking. Yeah, that's what I mean. It, it like because they're like, like in this film, they who weren't. can't get laid, and the goal is to get laid. But if they were too good looking, yeah, you'd be like, well, yeah, just get laid. And, like, and that's whereas kind of I think why if this, they yeah, this works. made it today, it would fall into that trap. It would because mm-hmm. everyone would be too pretty or like way too famous, and everyone would be like, oh come on, we all know you're not a virgin who's trying to shag before prom. Do you know what I mean? This yeah, it's only, like the grittiest yeah. thing we have nowadays is like the boys, but they're all gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like literally everyone is pretty. Everywhere. How is, how is this Too thing? pretty. Yeah. There's a note I have here that says, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying, oh, there's a note here because like, this is when I was drunk, so I have to like differentiate when it was like drunk and not drunk. This is strangely articulate. <laughs> the woman getting her tits out is unbelievably sterile. And that's a lot of what these movies are. It's like, these pretty people who just mm. don't, they look a bit too good to actually communicate the fact that they are human. Yeah. So it's like, not, you're not even watching people at a certain point. Yeah, you actually you're said just watching this. like models. He actually said this when it was well, happening. Do you remember? I'd say the guys are like, look pretty normal. It's all the women who yeah. look. Yeah, attractive. but I think, isn't that supposed to be like the whole point though, isn't it? It's like, we are these. Dolls. Jason big looking motherfuckers and we got to get these models who are way out of our league and fake tits they all had fake tits yeah by the way like they did yeah yeah, yeah this film it just kind of feels like it's just made to ogle at naked women yeah that, yeah but that like and I know I should be saying it because it's like because it is gross and it is objectifying but like what do you expect from a movie about five like geeky guys in high school who are like, yeah, we totally got to lose our virginity. Like, uh, that's all I expected. All I expected was like hot naked women. That's all I expected, and that's what I got. That's the, the film gave me what I yeah. came for. Well, <laughs> and I didn't like um, it. I rewatched Superbad not that long ago. That is kind of the exact same thing. It's like these geeky, losery guys mm. trying to get laid. But that yeah. film actually is really good. That actually oh. works. That film holds up really, really well because it's not like the whole film isn't just like, here's some hot women, here's them naked, here's like loads of dumb sex jokes and stuff like mm. that. It well, just it feels like proper characters interacting with proper people. Yeah, are, th- are these people like fleshed out though? Because that's another problem with this yeah. movie is that... Yeah, in those movies, those characters the, are really well developed, yeah, as, the, including the female characters as well. They're, they're, these characters are like one-dimensional. I was, I was yeah. talking about this with Chris well, and I think I said the wrong thing. Well, because the men yeah. want to fuck them. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And every, like, even, but the thing is, even the, the boys are really like one note. They're all like... Yeah, like, like I said, ugh. they all have that one shtick and their entire, every single interaction that they have it's with anyone is it. based on that one thing. It just... Yeah, they're all the same. Yeah, it, it, They're it, all just the same character. It, that's what I mean. Like, there, there was like... Just like one like, of them looks like Jason Biggs. Yeah, it was, it was just like, it was like a nothing movie, but like, it's so famous and I can't figure out why. Because it was like a product of its time. That's mm. literally it. At the time, it came out when, like, comedies were all like like big comedies anyway. Studio comedies they were all like PG thirteen. They were all quite sterile and tame. Like it was like the R rated comedy, especially the R rated teen comedy, was like a a thing of the past. So it kind of it reignited that. No, they should they should have left that dead and buried man. But I then don't know. I, 
Because if this didn't happen, maybe we wouldn't have stuff like Superbad or any of those like Judd Apatow movies. Like they don't really hold up. A lot of them don't hold up that well, but still, they also kind of opened up the floodgates to more recent comedies that. Well, yeah, this is the vein. This conversation is really uh, difficult to have because th- this franchise was not made for me. I don't think it was really made for anybody who who isn't like a fourteen year old boy, which is why I'm like I don't know how to have yeah. this discussion with you guys because there's nothing in it for me at all except Natasha Leone, and even then she's not in it enough for me to to give a fuck about. Maybe this that's franchise. why I loved this movie when I was like <laughs> fourteen, fifteen. Maybe. Yeah, there's yeah. just nothing in it for me. So therefore, these movies are like nothing to me. They 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 hold no like I have no nostalgia for them. I have no yeah for me. This yeah, no like, care I, for these. Just There's... another marathon to yeah, yeah throw to the pile. Yeah, this was it. This was a it's marathon. Like another one of these. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It was just okay. We'll get through this. Yeah, what I remembered the most about um the first one and the third one especially is I remember there being like a lot of heart and like wholesome sweet moments. But rewatching it, I was just like, there's not really any of that. No, I, I, think, I, I think you're just seeing things that aren't there, man, because me and Max watching this and we were like, just ready to jump out the fucking well, window. Like, like, I remember really <laughs> liking um, Oz and the girl from American Beauty's um, plot. I remember mm. thinking, oh, that's oh, really okay. sweet. But well, watching no, it this time, it's just, like, way, though, it's just a generic kind of. like romantic comedy thread. Like, yeah. plot well, thread. Yeah, because what was, was he like? He was like, I want to fuck this girl. And she's like, I heard you wanted to fuck me, and that's rude. So now, um, <laughs> yeah. just leave me alone, loser. And he's like, "Damn, I actually kind of wanted to get to know you. We don't even have to fuck." And like, that's their arc. And she's like, yeah. "That's really nice. I guess we can fuck." Now. Yeah, Literally. yeah, that, yeah. That's that's yeah. I don't want any of these losers to get laid. No, I don't they're not even fuck. like losers in a sense that like, oh, they're just lovable, lovable, lovable losers, little losers yeah. just going about. You know, like they're just like me. No. They're, they're like actively horrible people. Yeah, I don't want any of these people to be within a mile of a woman no. ever. Like, <laughs> to I go asked, to jail. Yeah. Like, there, there's a scene <laughs> where they fucking set up a camera just to watch a woman get yeah. undressed. That like, is that's the worst criminal. Thing. Yeah, that's, that's illegal. You can't yeah. do that. That is the worst thing in this whole series, I think. That, yeah. that is just like not okay. And I don't understand why anyone ever thought like watched this movie and was like yeah that's just <laughs> yeah. that's funny yeah, yeah yes like, that was like part of the reason why I put this trilogy on the the list because I wanted to see if it did like if that was as bad as I thought it was not great yeah it no. feels almost like predatory to like um, like not even the women but like the, the, the young boys who like watched all these movies and might get the sense that that's like okay yeah. to do they're even like oh it's not that bad because then she flips it around on him. Yeah. And then, like, he's the victim, sort of. Yeah. And it's like, like they're both just You can't just, just write bad. yourself out of a corner like that. And she, like, yeah. she finds out about that it's, like, been leaked online. She gets shipped home to another country. And she doesn't, like... Shipped. She isn't upset about it. She's just, like... I don't remember that bit happening. At the end of the movie, <laughs> they're, like, dark. on Skype with each other. What and they're the chatting. Fuck? And then in the second movie, she comes back to, like, try and sleep with him. Really? Like, could you imagine <laughs> finding out that someone had recorded you and then, like, live streamed you to like a bunch of strangers on the internet, and then, then just a going, load of people nah, kind of like him. Watched you like masturbate, yeah, because he set you up and was filming you the whole time, and, and yet she's still like, oh yeah, that's fine. And the thing the is, straight I, up humiliation tactics, yeah, like, yeah. And and I'm not, 
I'm not here to like shame people for like how they look or whatever, right? But like, it wasn't even like Jason was like this beautiful man that you could just go, oh, I can get over that. Like, if you had seen him, you'd been like, he's a fucking creep. Like, what? <laughs> what like, that makes sense. He's a sex offender. He is literally a sex offender. That is amazing stuff. I think that one scene alone just like completely solidifies everything else I think that's wrong with this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I, just, I just kind of like... Because like for everything else, there's like it is like very... It's not okay. It is quite misogynistic, but <laughs> you can almost let it slide in a way that it it's just kind, kind of, of tame, like... Though, it's it? of its time. It's just kind of like how things were back then. But that one scene just like takes it too far. Yeah, I, d- mm-hmm. I don't like it in the sense that like... I think, yeah, I think it's quite damaging and kind of like borderline dangerous for like young young boys watching who are like, oh, do you know what? I think it'd be quite cool to do that myself, actually. I won't get put on any registers or get in trouble or anything. It'll be fine. I just think that's really fucking weird. And like the, and it's like, there's young boys watching, well, young-ish boys or whatever, watching it, right? And you can't even blame them because they're just stupid young boys who are like watching this movie. But they're like consenting adults who actually put this in a film and said, this is gold. And then uh, hired Blink-182 to watch the footage as well, which... Yeah, we're a just, monkey. Do you know what? It just adds to my hatred of them because I don't <laughs> fucking like them anyway, so... The monkey. What did the monkey ever do? Yeah. <laughs> just exists. It was with Blink. It was like... <sighs> it's an accessory yeah. to They were like, crime. we have this monkey. Like, he's, <laughs> he's kind of our friend, I guess. We're probably toured with him. Yeah. I mean, that's cool, but... I do yeah, like just like the second I saw Blink in there, I went, "Yep, yeah, this movie was made for like teenage." It was made boy. in nineteen ninety nine. Yes, it just completely dates to me. It, it feels like nineteen ninety nine. Like you watch it and you go, "Oh." The soundtrack really nine. dates to movie as well. It's like all yeah. like late nineties. All three 90s of the films are like punk. that, though, in my opinion. Like I actually like the soundtrack for most of the films, but it, it, yeah, it. it you yeah, know, I, I like the soundtrack them, only because it's kind of nostalgic. It like reminds me of like the music I listened to when I was a teenager. Oh yeah, I actually, I, I actually low key kind of uh, really fuck with like two thousands pop punk. Like I'm not even gonna pretend I yeah. don't because I really do. Got the music was, in it. Yeah, the music was going at two times speed for me. So <laughs> I bet that was quite interesting. I hated it. <laughs> was it like uh, you know when we watched Beverly Hills Cop and the theme was going at two <laughs> times? Oh, speed. I don't like pop punk <laughs> at the best of times. The the movies of this sort of time and this kind of this kind of movie, it's riddled with them. Riddled it, it with really pop punk is. bullshit. <laughs> like, yeah. I hate it. It is yeah. so much like that kind of music to mm. put in. Yeah, it's like an American Pie type movie. We're going to put Blink-182 in it or yeah. whatever. The fuck kind of bullshit, dumb, terrible pop punk was out at the yeah, time. Yeah, to hire a it band. It all sucks, man. Like, it reminds mm. me of, what was that film? Um, the Scooby-Doo movie when that band was in it. Yeah. I can't remember what band it was, but yeah, you, you yeah, see yeah. what I'm getting at. It's the same sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah. Where it's like, oh, let's let's hire a simple plan. I don't in the Scooby Doo one. No, I no. think it's Sugar Ray, isn't it? Yeah, Sugar, Sugar Ray. Ray. Yeah, well, yeah. Sugar Ray. yeah, yeah. It's See, all like a... that. Yeah, exactly. Sign of the time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's what I mean. <laughs> Who the fuck is Sugar Ray? That should be the title of this. Episode. Who the fuck is Sugar Ray? That's <laughs> 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 the documentary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think yeah, I think the my favourite part of just watching this whole movie was just watching Max watch this movie. I didn't like this movie at all. <laughs> Why? And what was I like? 
I remember just not being You were screaming. You were, you were just shouting screaming. at the movie saying you hated it. You were just oh, really? screaming at how shit it was the whole time. Nothing it was, was happening. You were just like, this sucks. We're still watching this movie. And you were like yeah, but- looking down at your phone and looking up and going, oh my God, it's still on. <laughs> yeah, it was almost like you thought if you looked away, the marathon would be over. To be honest though, mm. I was feeling that right with you though. Like I thought, yeah, Max, same man. And Chris is like, yeah, I wasn't that wrong. bad? I was like, no, it I wasn't wrong, and mm. I watched it again at two times speed, so yeah, I know I wasn't wrong. You're insane. Do you actually remember any of these movies? Like, do you when you watched it again? Did you go? Did I remember I any remember of it? This, yeah. Not really. <laughs> but we were all no. Okay. <laughs> There's a scene where they were like they learned the word it? milf, and they go, oh, yeah, yeah, milf, mum, I'd like to fuck," and he's like, "Yeah, dude, oh, yeah." This <laughs> film popularised <laughs> that term, milf, milf. <laughs> It's like, okay, yeah. yeah, this film popularised that term. Yeah, yeah, I bet. I'm not not surprised. Not surprised at all. Yeah. I I'm just imagine all these little kiddies being like, all these little boys being like, that's a funny word. <laughs> Milf. Like, great. Mm. Yeah. Clitoris. His dad says it like like, like a dinosaur. Clitoris. Oh, clitoris. Here's how you find yeah. the uh, woman, the clitoris. <laughs> Why are you saying it like that? Yeah, he was weird, that guy. He's like in every film yeah. as well, isn't he? Yeah, oh, yeah he's yeah. in all he the straight-to-DVD ones for some reason. Yeah. He he's... loved it. He loves it. I have to say, like, he is like the only thing I really like about these movies. I wonder character. if he's going to be in that new one, because apparently they're making another yeah, one. Yeah, fifth one. He'll, he'll be yeah, there. Yeah, they are. I remember Chris Fucking the guy it. just said, you can't make American Pie now. He said it. Yeah, it probably will be It'll really be toned tame. down, probably. It probably won't even be an American Pie. Yeah. It would just be one of those, you know, the films that they make and then they just attach the franchise to it. Well, I mean, obviously you, we we didn't watch Reunion, the fourth one, but no. although that does have a lot of like sex jokes and stuff in it, they it is much more like, it's less misogynistic than the other three. It feels much more PC and much more okay. Much more okay. Mm. But a lot of that comes okay down to the fact that they actually make the female characters actual people. They try oh, and develop well. them a bit. Well, that's nice, isn't it? But that's yeah, nice. I like Jim's nice dad. Nice them to throw them a bone. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I like Jim's dad. I like Eugene Levy's performance in it. And I think just the character's quite wholesome. Like, he's like sees his son do all this like really fucked up shit, like glue his hand to his dick at one point in the second one and like do all this crazy stuff like fuck a pie and he still like just has nothing but love and like pride for him i just think it's quite pro- sweet do you know what pro- i i um i think i said this when um we were watching it but if my child um was fucking a pie and i walked in on it therapy would be the first place that we both go cuz that is fucked it was a very shallow pie as well yeah. what how did he get his dick in that like like no joke like did, was there like Tiny a hole dick. in the bottom of the metal? Like maybe he's got a, like work. a really curved dick. And on that note, yeah. I guess I we'll think rate we could the be movie. Our curved dick. Up to you, man. Like you said, I don't it, not like me. that, but I'm okay with it. Go ahead. Um. Yeah, <laughs> I really loved this movie. Like when I was a teenager, but it does not hold up at all. It's very cringe. It's very not okay. Um, I give it like. I don't know, I guess five curved dicks out of ten. 
But the more we speak about so it, the generous. more I'm like, that is actually really generous. But <laughs> Five is so generous. generous. That is what I rated it after watching the movie, so I'll stick mm. to that. Um, It was perhaps because I was so vehemently against it, and you were like, well, Max is drunk, what does he know? Um, But I was correct. Um, I'll read off a few of my other drunk uh, notes, actually, because it's quite funny. There's one that just goes... Um, one says, American football. I don't know what that was about. Good band. Um, oh, they play, they play, um, um, right, so we had this discussion. Yeah, they play lacrosse. And me and you said, that's a pussy sport. And then you were like, why don't they play American football? So then I guess you just broke <laughs> oh, right. down American football. <laughs> and I I yeah, then we know. had a debate about what lacrosse actually was. What? Oh, because we were arguing about the baskets on the bottom of yeah. these sticks. And you said, no, the basket's like this size. And Chris was like, no, I didn't mean like a large basket, but it's yeah. a basket on the bottom. I was bottom. like, they're like sticks with big baskets. And you were like, they're not big baskets. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the, <laughs> what the hell you're talking about. No, it, was re- it was really insane. Like it, was just like it was like almost like we weren't even talking to Max anymore. We were just talking to some random fucking guy. Like, <laughs> it was just so Max random. Max's inner thoughts. Okay. Yeah. The thoughts um, he never normally brings up. Mm. About American Pie, as yeah. I had never about seen lacrosse. before. And lacrosse as well. Your you hatred to... of lacrosse. Mate, it was <laughs> I real. So. <laughs> guess I hate lacrosse. Yeah, you I didn't, didn't say know that. you hated it. Okay. Um, there's another note. It says, a lot of white people, which is true. Yeah, I don't think there's a single coloured person. Nope. Nope, not of my knowledge. Except for um, Harold from the Harold and Kumar movies. He's Asian. That's like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, one last thing. Oh, <laughs> I'll choose this banger of a line. Um, oh, wow, he fingers a girl and he comes. What a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Um, what was it out of? Curved dicks. Curved dicks, yeah. Yeah, of course it was. Two <laughs> curved dicks out of ten. Hated it. Hated it. Yeah, um... I can't even say I remember what I rated it, but I think mine is also too generous. I think I gave it four curved dicks out of ten, and wow. that is definitely too generous because this movie. I even watched blinded. it again, and I was like, "Yes, I was correct." <laughs> yeah. Okay, American Pie Two was um from two thousand and one. It was directed by J. B. Rogers, and um, I guess they just do it again. Yeah, mm-hmm. I couldn't really say. They're in college. They um rent out a summer house. Okay. For the summer. Yeah. That's it. Okay. That Yeah, that is literally Nadia, the whole thing. The girl that Jim filmed, she's like, she's coming back for the summer or okay. coming back for this big party they're going to have. They're going to hook up. I, I don't so remember he's that like, either. Goes honest. back to Alison Hannigan from the first movie. It's like, you need to teach me how to be good at sex, how to woo a woman because this girl's coming. And I, I want to satisfy her. Well, it sounds, it sounds like she was already there. Yeah. If she was coming already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Ba-dum-psh>. <sighs> That's the plot. you got other things going on. Uh, I guess they're like working as like painters or something. So there's like this scene where they're like painting someone's house. I think they've never yeah, established they're that they're working there. Okay. Until this one scene where they're like decorating someone's house. They're on a scaffolding outside, yeah. aren't they? And yeah. there's like these two women who live there and 
Stifler's like, oh my God, they're lesbians. And then they break into their house and then they hide in their closet. Do you remember that? <gasps> yeah. Yes, oh, you do. I remember yeah. they hide yeah. in the closet and they get found and they're like, oh, we just wanted to watch you lesbians. And then they play a game where the girls are like, oh, we'll kiss, but you've got to kiss or we'll do this and you've got to do this. Yeah. I remember that. I was thinking, cringe. I'd do that in a heartbeat. What do you mean? I hated Come that on. scene, even when I liked these movies, because I just thought it was so just embarrassing and not funny. Yeah, no, it's not funny. Yeah, I'm. I... <sighs> Nothing about this is funny. No, like I don't think I ever laughed out of sheer thought the movie was funny. I was either laughing because Max was saying something obscene. Or I was laughing what? because I was like, this is so fucking awful. This I can't stop laughing. This movie is just the same as the first movie, but louder and crasser. Yeah, mm. there's definitely a lot more sexually charged, but also more... It's just like... Uh, there's a lot more gross out stuff going on. A lot more just like... Like I said, it's a lot louder. There's a lot like, more shit going on. I'd actually argue that this movie is leagues more immature than the first Definitely. movie like yeah it it just becomes like a a big contest of who's got the biggest dick and who's got the greatest boobies like i was just bored like i think the worst offender though is that fucking stifler kid he's so annoying he's like oh my god the big dick is back hey everyone baby and i was like i fucking hate you i hate you so much i hope you eat shit and live it was so annoying um i actually do you know what i really don't have anything to say about this movie because i don't really remember anything that happened other than that closet bit and then the bit at the end where allison i've forgotten her name in this allison movie again yeah her, whatever her name is yeah in this and one. jason big see i don't even know their characters names yeah they fall they, in love yeah and then they like they make out at the end of the film and that's really all i remember i don't remember anything else because what the fuck was that <laughs> god jim's parents walking in on him getting laid at the beginning and then her parents randomly show up for some reason oh yeah we um i don't know if max remembers this but for the beginning five minutes or so we put on the director's commentary what? and there were subtitles no, yeah, at the yeah, bottom of the just screen the oh, shit, commentary yeah, yeah. Subtitles. in the subtitles yeah, I yeah. Remember that. and yeah. it was just um uh him talking about like the scenery and stuff and then there was a blink on it two song that started the film right and there's like there's like subtitles at the bottom that was like yeah we really liked um this blink on it two song so like no we, it was like we, we really liked him in the first one so, so we, we got him back to for this back. one <laughs> and i was like oh my god this director was it in this film or was it in the third one where the director goes on camera and talks about what the film is oh it's the third one yeah fuck there was me. like a um intro from the director on the dvd oh interesting so funny um i remember there was like a point where a guy was like pissed on I was yeah that's like, in this one why that this one? Yeah, gets pissed on yeah it's like here's some champagne he gets pissed on I would he not like one. know would he not be able to smell that it was not a champagne I, I, yeah, I, he does eventually I said Eventually. that. I was, I was like, it, that would be like the first thing. Yeah. If somebody said, "Here, have some champagne," there are two and it was actually piss. The first thing I would smells. think is, "Well, this doesn't taste like champagne." Yeah. yeah, there are two distinct smells: champagne and piss. Yeah, they're both very potent. It's but, like they kind of have to. With this one, they're like, "Here was a bunch of here's like the structure of the first film and how it mm. like delivers all these different set pieces. Let's just do it again." 
So you got like the intro with Jim doing something stupid, and then you got something disgusting happening to Stifler, and then you got this big like sequence in the middle of the movie that goes on way too long that's like just not okay anymore, like really misogynistic and kind of gross. Um, that obviously being the closet thing in this one. Yeah. Oh yeah, because that's also you got like, this illegal. big event happening at the end of the movie with the first one it being prom, this one it being their big party. Oh no, but the, I guess the big offender at that party was when the quote unquote lesbians come back and they're like, Woo! we never said we were lesbians and then it like at the end it cuts to like a, a, a this fucking shot of Stifler and these two women in bed with him and I was like this is yeah, shit but that's like that's also like something from the first film like the first film it like ends with it panning on like all the guys and the girls that they've hooked up with at their night and like this one is the exact same, the same I suppose it's like the directors or the writers trying to live out some kind of high school boyhood fantasies they're like what if this had happened to me and this would yeah. be cool and now I can put it into a film and it's essentially like it is happening to me, you know, because I'm directing it and it's, it's right there. And isn't they can this get away awesome? with it, right? Aren't I cool for doing this? That's what it feels like. They do feel like <laughs> um, films made about and for teenagers written by adults. Yeah. That's, what I, that's exactly what I'm saying. Who want to live that's... vicariously through these the, young yeah. teenagers. Yeah. Maybe uh, the reason why Superbad works so much is because they wrote it when they were teenagers. Ooh. That's interesting. Yeah, that actually maybe. makes so much more. Like, well, I haven't seen it, but like, well, I, I feel not, like yeah, no, not seen time. super bad. No. Oh man. But you I feel like a out. film like that would make more sense than having grown adult men go. Oh, that's what you should do. He should sit in bed, wank off to his porno, and then like super glue his hand to his dick. That'd be so funny. Like you're like thirty. Grow up. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. All I've got a note from being drunk on this movie. Um, there's a maybe you can help me out with some of these. Okay. Um, I put in quotes here. Condemn. Oh, um, Jim's dad says condemn. A bit like how he said clitoris. Ah, okay. Just a weird pronunciation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, here's one that I think is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What? What? <laughs> I don't, I don't even like, I couldn't even like comprehend what this could possibly be about unless I just like misspelt it. Go on, go it on. Says, um, this is also a quote, and it says, "Keep pugging." That's a no from everyone. Pugging. <laughs> keep pugging. I thought they said keep plugging. Keep plugging. Yeah. Keep plugging. Keep plugging. Keep plugging. What does um, that mean? I guess it's something to do with how he was shagging. I don't actually know. I can't even remember what the no. context was, but keep, someone pl- says yeah, keep plugging. plugging. Was the word, I think not it's pugging. his dad, maybe. Probably. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, I do remember at the end there was like a girl who like goes up to a guy. She says, fuck me, geek. And he says, affirmative. Oh, yeah. Then yeah. They go to her, yeah that That's Nadia that and um, Sherman. Yeah. Oh. He's like, talk, they've both been rejected. And he's like, he like uses his whole shirt. He calls himself the Shermanator. And he's yeah. like, oh, come with me if you want to live. And then she's like, fuck me, geek boy or something. Wow. Yeah, it was cringe. But I actually said someone needs to write that down, that quote, and then I saw Max get out his phone and write it, so I mm. I knew it was gonna come back up. <laughs> <laughs> Got a note that says Jonathan Biggs is a shit name. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Oh, right, it's no, not no, even no, his no, name. Right, no, 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 no. Now, yeah, let me tell you what happened here, right? Max looks us dead in the eyes and goes, his name is not Jason Biggs. And I said, yes, it, no, no. Chris goes, yes, it is. And then I looked it up and his name is actually Jason Matthew Biggs. That is actually his name. And Max kept going, okay. no, that name's not real. It's a shit name. It's not real. It's a shit name. All right. Well, I'm correct. It is bad. Jonathan Biggs. I mean, is he didn't choose name. his name. He could choose his name. Mm-mm. Yeah, he can. You can't well, be an American yeah, pie but... and be like, oh, what's your name, son? Uh, Jason Biggs. That's my yeah. name. So they'd be like, you're perfect, mate. But you don't even need to audition. Yeah, that is his actual name. I mean, he could change it, obviously, but that is his. Obviously, real name. yeah, and a lot of like classics playing here. You got Fat Lip coming in. Yeah, Fat Lip was um, great. Alien Ant Farm's smooth criminal cover. Yeah. Yep, yeah, that was also good. Oh boy, these are ageless, timeless classics. Mm. Only good part about the movie. Uh, Into Deep played as well, and that was pretty. Yeah, that was true. Yeah, mm. pretty on That's brand, but yeah, that was a good one. That's it though. Yeah, I don't remember anything else. The Blink song. Yeah, apart from that. <laughs> <laughs> of course there was a blink song yeah every time i look for you okay there you go if you say so see i'm glad that max also doesn't know what it is because i'm like no, i don't know it's, it goes over my no, head it's all okay. this like blink on it it is a stuff. deep cut to be fair deep cut blink song yeah same we with like the to first see one they got mutt which is also a deep cut mm. mm-hmm. okay you're welcome for that information thank you information what are you rating I this one out of um keep puggins <laughs> I wonder if your phone like auto-corrected it to pugging instead of plugging, but I feel like plugging is no, a says, word. It says, so. no, pugging. It's, it's, it's spe- I spelled it P-U-G-G-I-N, and it hasn't come up with, that's not a word. Maybe pugging is a word. I suppose so. Keep pugging. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, like I said, this is just, it's just the same movie <laughs> as the first one, except for the lot... A lot louder. It's like the classic sequel thing where it has to be bigger and bolder than the first one. Um, And it definitely is, but it doesn't even remotely work. Um, I get three keep puggins out of ten. (laughs) Keep (laughs) puggins. Yeah, not a good movie. Don't really remember it. But apparently um, I I gave it... uh, Two keep puggins out of ten. So two. Thank um, you very much. I don't have my phone, so I'm gonna assume I gave it two. Yeah, you did. Okay. I do. Oh sorry, I didn't two, say two keep watts. puggins. Yeah, baby. So what was the third one? I don't know, I don't have my phone. <laughs> um the the wedding <laughs> the wedding it. one um that came out in two thousand and three, directed American by someone wedding. called American Yeah, wedding. American Wedding. Uh, directed by Jesse Dillon. Great name, actually. I do like the name Jesse. Um, and it's, yeah, literally about uh, Jim proposes to Michelle and they're going to get married. And um, It is the wedding one. Stifler wants to throw this massive bachelor party and th- that's really about it. And then that they get married at the end. That through the movie. Gives, just give Stifler his own movie. Don't make up a wedding just to showcase the Stiffmeister. Yeah, it is Thanks, literally Kat. just a Stifler movie. An R-rated episode of How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> well, um, I don't remember a lot about this movie because me and Max had basically gotten to the point where we were like tapped out. We I were, just like, remember we're pouring over Chris a few drinks. Yeah. Yeah, you kept going out to get um, rum. Yeah, rum, rum and coke. 
Rum and good Coke. rum and cokes yeah. as well. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, That's, um, yep. And um, what are we rating this one out? <laughs> uh, this one they really like try and dial up the like emotions, the sentimentality aspect of it. Yeah. I'll be honest. I I don't remember any. I don't remember any of this movie. So it's almost like Chris is going to be having this conversation with yeah. himself almost. Um, I only remember the but the first bit where it was like really grotesque because Jim is about to propose to Michelle. Finally, I know their names now. It's only taken two fucking movies to realize what their names are. And then yeah, she I mean, goes down on him in the middle of a restaurant, and everyone's like, "Well, that's disgusting." Got some classic gross out mm. sequences in this, like yeah, apparently when Jim shaves his pubes off and throws them out of a window and the fan <laughs> flies, like throws them all over some of the wedding guests and all over the cake. Um, okay. Got a bit where um, Stifler accidentally feeds the ring to um, Michelle's mum's dog. Then he has to try and get it from the shit and someone catches him and he pretends it's a truffle and eats it. That's oh, a yeah. classic moment. Good, good movie then. Yeah. Um, There's a oh, whole sequence in a gay bar as well for some reason yeah they're like trying to get this like fancy dressmaker to make her dress they go to a gay bar and then there's like a 10 minute dance off between stifler and this gay guy who's oh, yeah, um, who was quite, um, the dad bear. from good luck charlie called bear oh yeah i remember that bit because there was loads of like great like good lgbt songs, yeah. anthems man like i was feeling it like the theme song to Good Luck Charlie. That is true. <laughs> that is true. And at the end, the guy's like, I love you. And Steph was like, cool, man. And I was like, what? He just did this to prove a point? Like, because he's like, everyone knows the stiff man. Yeah. I hate that guy. He's so unbearable. Oh, I have that down. Yeah. Gay dancing. Yeah. yeah. With the bear. There's a um, love triangle in the movie between Stifler and Finch. They're both trying to shag um, Michelle's sister. Um, she seems to be kind of into both of them. Stifler's like, oh, I'm going to like pretend to be a nice guy. She'll fall for me. And then Finch like, tries to be the opposite, like some loud, obnoxious douchebag. But she also seems to be into him. And then there's mm -hmm. a bit where she says to Stifler, I'll oh, meet me in this dark closet and we'll shag so he does, and then accidentally shags Michelle's grandma because the lights are off and he doesn't notice. Yeah, well, you know. Right, now that is... That's a, that happen. Yeah. That's a you problem because you should be able to tell the difference. Nah, unless it's a his grandma's like... Yeah. It's a classic clip-up. Well, so you got in this one? Oh, yeah, there's the bachelor party scene. Goes on for what feels like half an hour, just a bunch of naked ladies doing shit. Well, remember... The, remember we were talking about this director's commentary, right? In the beginning, he sits there and he goes, this is the extended version, so we've actually put in more scenes from The Bachelor Party that yeah. I don't remember even seeing. There's an extra so. five minutes in that scene, I think. Oh, is that all it is? I'm pretty sure. He's acting that like, like it was like some great I mean, still, in a scene that's not actually that long, that is a lot of content, Probably like doubles the length of that scene. Director's commentary. No, Sorry, the director's like a, intro at yeah, the beginning. It was like a video of him talking right. about what the film was. But I mean, these are all directed by like different people. Like every time mm -hmm. it's like a different director. Let's not pretend as though there's some sort of cohesive vision between any of these movies. It is just like the boys, the young boys, they have sex. He, <laughs> yeah. girls are hot. It's like 
that's the through line really so to have any kind of like any any commentary at all feels like like a slap in the face. And like, you'd think what they the had. Fu- why the fuck would you bother? Yeah, it feels a bit patronising. You'd think if they it. had anyone, they'd have the writer because yeah. the guy who wrote the first one wrote all of these, like all mm-hmm. three of them. He didn't do the reunion one. Do you know what it kind of feels like that? It feels like it feels kind of fake. Like imagine getting on the screen and being like, "Ah, oh, yeah, like we wanted this film to mean so much to the audience of American Pie," and it's like the, the you, audience of American a- Pie. They're old we now. We wanted it to mean <laughs> so yeah. much to those little 14-year-olds. <laughs> it's just like, I would respect it more if he sat there and said, yeah, this film is dumb because yeah. it's just dumb. And I'd be like, I respect that. I'm, I'm here for that. Those kids who watched the first one, they're now four years older. Yeah, and hopefully mm, four years more mature. Now. Surely you, the thing is, I was telling Chris about how like you grow out of these movies because they're like the kind of movies that... Obviously, you don't grow up with, you grow out of them. So, Parts like, of I've you been... grow up with it. <laughs> this podcast is over. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm done. I'm over this conversation. Yeah, I, I remembered this one being a lot more mature than the other two, but it's not. Mm. Maybe it's just like a bit more like, it's a bit more emotion, I guess, than the fact that they're getting married and there's like this that's, whole love thing. That's the and... lie. That's the trap. That's where they want you to think that it's more um, emotional and like mature because it's like, oh, but like there's a wedding that, that just yeah, mature that's people like do. The and easy, it's like, yeah, like but... way to make it seem a bit more mature yeah, and to try and add emotions just to chuck a wedding in there. I think it's lazy, it's patronizing. And it was not even remotely funny or rememberable. Or rememberable. And you know, it's nothing that um, Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 1 did not just perfect and um, no, it's true. surpass in every possible way. Yeah, that is true. There was no um, imprinting of children in that. Actually, no, that might not have even happened in the first one, to be fair. I don't remember. No, the first one was good. Um, I have a note here that just says, I miss when The Simpsons was good. <laughs> and for some reason, I am now actually watching season four of The Simpsons, and I feel like it was it was because of this yeah, note. Yeah, I was... We Sorry, were can, lit- can we just... That's really weird, because is- we were literally talking... I was saying about how we were watching season four. What the wait, fuck? Wait, 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 So... I was like, oh, season four, that's when it's got good. That's where wait, we're watching it from at the with- moment. Did I miss something? What's that got to do with American Pie? We I don't know. Do you remember was what was happening? There a bit where I brought up a scene from The Simpsons and Max was like, what? It was the um, Mr. Incognito bit. Oh, because we, cause, so basically this guy had a really dumb name or something. And then we were like, oh, my name is yeah. Guy Incognito. <laughs> and then we looked oh, it up yeah. and we watched it. You were like, it. what is that? So I got a scene up. And you were like, oh, I miss when the Simpsons... Okay, right, 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 yeah. yeah. I was like, what's that got to do with American Pie? Because that Pie? note just exists in a vacuum on my uh, document yeah. here. And mm. I just... <laughs> you got no idea. You I also miss when the Simpsons was good because um, I... Chris caught me when I was doing work and not paying any attention to anything in my life, but I was actually watching it. I what I've started watching season thirty three yeah. because I started watching the Treehouse of Horror episode that parodies Parasite, and then carried on what? watching the season. And yeah. it is bullshit. It is 
And yet I Shit. turned it off and you had a go at me. So I had to yeah, put it Yeah, because you didn't even tell me you were going to turn it off. He just comes in, he takes the remote and he just turns it off <laughs> while I'm watching it. Like, that's yeah, I mean, rude. Fair an episode yeah. had finished. It wasn't like it was halfway through an episode. Yeah, but you could have just said, so. hey, I'm going to turn it off. You had to watch the two-parter episode that's like a parody of the Fargo TV series. It was weird. And yeah, uh, do you know what? Safe to say that The Simpsons... Like, because they were saying about how like The Simpsons is getting like this small resurgence where it's like kind of getting good again uh, kind of, apparently but i just think it's still shit although no, no that's not what i was gonna say why what? the fuck are we talking about the simpsons yeah. in so much depth now we're supposed to be talking about american wedding yeah now because there's nothing to talk about, about american wedding! Simpsons. sorry sorry everyone yes no more talking about the simpsons but i fucking there's nothing about this movie. It was that so was... bad that Darcy and me just went on Tinder for like halfway through the movie and just like just scrolling through Tinder. Yeah, we did because I was like, Max, what are you doing? He was like, Oh, I'm just on Tinder, and I was like, Oh, come on. This <laughs> movie made me download <laughs> Tinder for the first time in my life. I was actually, <laughs> I was actually very smart. I turned over. Oh, I Jesus like, Christ. Yeah, I kind of did something this, needs to happen. Yeah, here. I, I, I think I did like a double head text. I was like, I've never in my life. Okay, what are we going to rate this one out of? Um, weddings. No, shut up. No, it doesn't um, deserve anything more good than Good luck, Charlie's. <laughs> Gay dancing. No, no, the dad from Good Luck Charlie's. <laughs> what even is his name? Does anyone know? He's no. the dad from Good Luck Charlie. <laughs> oh, I don't even know dad. his name in that dad. show. Oh, okay. It's just the dad. Yeah, they call um, him dad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I prefer this slightly to the second one, but not by a lot. Um <laughs> I love it. I, I wish we record these sometimes because, yeah. like, the reactions are yeah, like. Some, we've got to get, like, a the, camera involved here. Yeah, that's uh, golden. Oh, like, when I was a fan of these movies, it was always the first and third one were my favourite ones. The second one I wasn't a huge fan of. And then the fourth one I thought was quite good. Um, but now you hate them all. I don't hate them. I just don't really <laughs> like them. Um, yeah. Um, four. The dad from Good Luck Charlie's out of ten. <laughs> um, it's not good. Um, but I don't remember it, so I'm just gonna say that this is the rating that I gave it when I was drunk. Um, so I, I gave it one. The dad from Good Luck Charlie's out of ten. That's the rating. One. Um, one single father yes. out of ten. Um. What's going on my phone? So I don't remember. Um, was it two? Did I give it two? Yeah. Two dads um, from Charlie's so cool. Like, what was the rating um, again? Good luck, Charlie. The good dad luck from Charlie. Good luck, Charlie. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. and that's American Pie, the trilogy, mm. the show. The trilogy, um, the show, the musical, They did the another movie. one, American Reunion, but we didn't watch that. And soon they will make another one yeah. and we will be there opening night. No, we won't. I no, saw we American Reunion in the cinema. But until then, that's fucked. Yeah, but until then, uh, adieu um, to you, American Pie. Um, sucky, sucky movies. <laughs> that's that. That's the end of uh, the episode. We have Look at that. a show to season one of a show to watch next episode because it's episode 115. And every uh -huh. episode that ends in a five, we watch season one of a show. And it was my turn to pick. Um, so I picked season one of the OA. Go and watch that. That's on Netflix. Um, go watch that before you can no longer watch Netflix because whoever 
just the, the password sharing gets taken away. Go watch the OA season one. And we'll talk about that uh, in the next episode. Social media. We got that. Pretty sure. Go and follow that. And um, also subscribe and like and um, just give American Pie 10 out of 10 on IMDb. Thank you very much for listening. And um, does anybody else have anything more to say about American Pie? Bye bye, Miss American Pie. Bam, bam, Miss American Pie. But the heavy to the levy, then there's some other words. That's, that's yeah. actually how Max was singing it when we, when we went over there as well. It's like he, he knew three quarters of the line. Song's <laughs> not even in any of the movies. No. What a waste. Bullshit. I know, it's the greatest... So- fucking waste. To be fair, it would be a bit of a dishonour to the song, to be honest. So... It's right there. It's there for the taking. Well, you can blame American Pie for that. So. Remember to blame American Pie for that. See you in the blame next it one. Blame for all misogyny. Bye-bye, Miss American Pie. Bye-bye, <laughs> Miss American Pie.